Hey everyone, it's Naomi Sneakus and welcome to the Firecracker Department. Well, what can I tell you about? It's been a crazy week. Um, it's been TIFF week here in Toronto and uh, everybody who does anything to do with TIFF starts TIFFing and then loses their mind. And in the third, second or third day, there's women that are weeping in corners because their feet hurt so much because wearing very uncomfortable shoes. I, uh, at a party the other day, I took off my heels and put on my flip-flops. A lot of dark looks, a lot of nasty. People like, oh, she looks nice. And then as they scanned down to my feet, they were appalled. But I had a great time and I lasted two more hours at the party, so there. So in the middle of TIFF, I went and did a charity event for a place called Rainbow Camp that is a camp for LGBT um, kids to go and just hang out. It seems like the best place. Like I, they showed a video and um, God, I was crying from the intro of the title. Go check their website out. It's welcomefriend.ca and it's called Rainbow Camp. And so um, Colin Mockery and his wife, Deb McGrath, put on this event together with their daughter, Kinley Mockery, and uh, to support the camp and to support like kids growing up in that world and wanting to be able to have a safe place to express themselves. And um, it honestly, I was crying from the moment Aurora Brown from Baroness Von Sketcho sang Oh Canada at the top of the show. From her first O, oh, I was in tears. It's such a beautiful uh, organization and the folks work so hard to make it a safe place for kids that are growing up who just wanna, gosh, have a safe place to be who they wanna be. It seems so base that like folks like me that grew up without any kind of restrictions like that, just it, it just seems so base that we should all have that. Um, but Colin, Deb, and Kinley did such a beautiful job. Oh my God, I did a, a, an improv set with um, Colin, Matt Barham, my husband, and Teresa Pathanek, um, who is a Second City alumni and uh, from Women Fully Clothed, and we had so much fun. But then I would be crying, and then like Kevin Vidal from Second City and Working Moms, also cast in the Canadian cast of um, Come From Away, he came out and sang um, Imagine from John the John Lennon song, and it was so beautiful. That moment where he goes, I was in tears. So go check out uh, welcomefriend.ca, see what the camp is all about. If you know somebody that is struggling to express themselves in the common everyday world, send them over to the website. It's such a great place and uh, uh, donate some money. If you have a couple extra bucks, put that over there because it's an absolutely worthwhile, worthwhile uh, organization. Uh, you know that if Colin and Deb and Kinley are behind it, it's worthwhile. Colin cried like a baby. He had not slept, that's to be fair. He had not slept because he um, had come back from a gig in Utah. But he um, he's just the sweetest and Deb, they just have such a big part of my heart, those guys. Uh, again, welcomefriend.ca, go check him out. Speaking of beautiful, fantastic people, I have Emma Hunter on the show today and I love her. I love Emma Hunter so much. Um, you'll know Emma Hunter from shows like Mr. D. Oh my gosh, she's so funny. Uh, Beaverton, so delightful. Air Force, all the um, specials that Air Force does. Uh, you'll see her, like go check out her YouTube um, from Just For Laughs because she does hilarious characters. 
She can do anything. She's fantastic. She came into the studio and we had this great chat. Um, we talked about her new baby, uh, Sam. We talked a little bit about her husband, Tom. You know what? We talk about anything. That's the way we roll. We can talk about anything. She's one of those people that we don't start talking about movies. We go right in there. We talk about how do you feel about this? What's going on in your world? What's happening in your heart? And I love her for it. Words get a little bit slurry at the end of this interview, you'll see. But uh, I love her. I could have spent three, four, five more hours, but she had to go breastfeed. Her boobs were big. All right, here she is. One of my faves in the whole world, Emma Hunter. Oh, like I've like, stolen you. Oh my you. god, are you still married? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my god. I feel like I've stolen you from this other world that like you're not supposed to. And it's so deep. Yeah. You're in diaper, deep. Diaper, um, uh, oil, uh, bath, slippery things, so much pink butt. Why? Like, Why oil? Um, oil for their skin. You have to put oil. You in need their to skin? put baby oil in their butthole, or they get a red butthole. I didn't know that. Lots of butthole How stuff. How did you find out about that? I've never read it. I'm just doing it. Okay. Might not. You got might not be supposed to do it. And it's not like in the butthole. But just like. But, yeah, because it gets so red. Um, That's like maternal instincts that have checked in. Or I'm wrong oh and God. I'm doing what I want. Poor it's guy. Mine. Yeah. But is he happy? No. <laughs> no, he's what? very happy. He's um, a very happy baby, yeah. Is he? So, oh my god. Are you happy? Oh my god. Is I it just, crazy? Oh my god, yeah, yeah. Last time yeah. I saw you. I know. You said to me, do I look fatter? And I said, yeah, you look huge. Like it's disgusting. Favorite. You were like, um, yeah. yeah. I was like, cool. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. I need to talk to you. It's a cry for help. Yeah. And now, you have this whole little being in your life. I know. Where where are you at with that? Okay, so labor was a bad day. That's why I don't have a voice today. We shot the labor scene. Oh my so god! I was thinking about you all day, thinking oh. we're gonna have this chat. Oh my god, your eyes are bloodshot. Yeah. Oh I, my like, god, Nick <laughs> screamed my heart out. Thinking, oh my god, oh, so you're not sick? No. Perfect. Yeah. Oh my god. And then Jerry's like, "Hey, you know what? Make this scene funnier. What happens if we all puke on Naomi as well?" That is really Which is funny. funny. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Everybody pukes on you. Oh my god. So that god. was my day. I anyway, cannot wait to see that. It was it was a nightmare for um, 30 second intervals of scenes, but you, how long was your labor? My labor was um, eight hours before my C-section. Oh, you had a C-section. Yeah. So I had to do both. Yeah. Oh, that's not fair. No. So basically, long story short, I had to be induced. I was really overdue. He wasn't coming out. He wasn't getting bigger, right. which is scary. Right. Not too scary, but like, he and he was small. Yeah. So that's like, what is happening? Now, apparently, I am small. Well, no, so a they lot were of people like, have been talking about this that. This is what they I was yeah. told. They were like, you are a small lady. She's a tiny little lady. You're either going to have a tall baby like this, but if oh. you have a small baby, it's like you. So it's okay. But yeah. he was small. So... They're like, we have to get him out. We have to get him out today. He's not putting on weight. So we're like, I don't love that. Yeah. Put this. So they're like, okay, here's your gown. And I think I'm going to get like a nice IV. I get something put in my arm for future IV. And then Tom and I start playing Rummy. Right. We have the cards. We're in the <laughs> bed. Yeah. yeah. So we're playing Gin Rummy. Sure. I'm killing him. Good. I'm so fucking bad at oh, it. Oh, I'm getting so distracted. Easy. What an idiot. 
I love him. <laughs> anyway, uh, no. And then they're like, okay, so we'll just start this up. Okay, let's just blow this balloon up your V. And nobody told you? No! And I'm like, Jesus! And Tom's like, what is going And then you're just in it, and they blew up this thing. Wait a second. Did they go, we're going to do this, and this is, are they going to go... He's like, hello, Tom, Emma, hello. We're going to put this in there. I'm like, great. It's a balloon. A balloon. It's like, this is a foley. I'm like, I think that's added sound yeah. to a film. Yeah, and it's it like, doesn't okay. look like lockers being shut and opened. Exactly. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's not really working. I get Pitocin, not really working. It's Pitocin. Pitocin is some sort of <laughs> activator. I don't really know. Okay. It's meant to activate. But it's a drug. It's a drug okay. to initiate labor. Oh God. It's not working. It's not working. Um... Then it starts to work, and then I felt what contractions are. You know me. It is very, very bad. Awful. Bad feeling. Awful. Bad feeling. I'm like... Like no. the worst... Like, have you had anything like that before? Zero never no. in my life. Never. Nuts. Insane. You have acted it. I acted... This is... I thought of you. Thank you. And then Thank I you. thought very of, bad. like... Um, because one of the lines is the tearing. It started to tear. Gross. Right? And that, to me, is one of the worst images I can think of. Me too. Now... Avoided because C-section. thing exactly. So you've avoided that at least. I've avoided that. So there's some what are nice you happy about? thing. So anyway, then they say, um, you know what? Like uh, this is it's not going on very quickly. And I'm like, these contractions hurt. Mega triple, mega bad. I yeah. love this Foley. What's Tommy doing the whole time? Just being amazing. Yeah. Just being a nice, kind. Freaked out, trying to hide it. I'm also being freaked out, trying to hide it. And then um, they said, like, I said, can I? When can I get the back drugs yeah. from the movies? Thank you. They say you could have had them any time. I'm like, right. This was not. You a just good have time. to ask. You just have to say it. It's you a life lesson. It. You could say it now. Yeah. You don't have to wait for the. I thought you had to sort of show the nurse, like. Okay, look. Here's the thing. If you ask me, I'd give it to you now. But I know you that's asked. why I like you. Yeah. And I haven't, but you yeah. give me this. <laughs> that's right. So, anyway, I'm like, great, I'll get that. That ruled. Yeah. Ruled. Um, that was great. And then I realized, well, I'll do it to you like I did it to my other friend. Who here at this podcast session yeah. has done fentanyl? Raise your hand. Oh, you have. That's right. Just for the listeners. One hand is up and it's not mine. It is mine. You've done. I've done fentanyl because an epidural is fentanyl. I, d- I don't even know. I know. My it's father's a chemistry unreal. professor. I don't know any of these drugs. You have to get some. I'm just kidding. You just that it's not helpful for women. Just ask. <laughs> you just ask. Um, and then, anyway, the baby oh had God. a bad reaction to the epidural and then had a bad reaction to the So I ended up having a C-section, <sighs> which was not that bad. No. And then the baby came and then everything and then you float for the rest of yeah. since he's been here. It's yeah. the best. Yeah. Um, that sounds like the best and the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's his birthday? June 26th. June 26th. That's mm-hmm. the 22nd. Is so he, I love Matt. Yeah. He's successful. He's comedic. Yeah. He's also, with most respect to Matt, not hugely tall. And I think my son will also be not very tall. Oh. And that's a great life. Yeah. You don't have to be some NBA player. No, Tommy's too tall. It's ridiculous. It's too much. People talk about it. It, It's embarrassing for him, yeah. But the genes will mix and he'll be like, just right. Hopefully Matt's size. Yeah. Just like that. But just a little bit. Matt might be the dad. At some point he's going to outgrow you. Oh, yeah. Close. (laughs) I just heard you say Matt might be the dad. (laughs) But I'm going to overlook that and just keep going. Um, Do you feel like 
I remember talking to you about this. It's so funny because I remember you talking about like having babies and mm -hmm. our career. And, do you and maybe not, remember? And maybe not. It's like, I don't know if I'm going to do it. And now? And now. Like you've never looked back. No, although I told, I still understand why people don't want to do it. Yeah. Like it's a huge, I really, I, I'm surprised more women don't go either way. Like I could or I could not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a friend that was just talking about having babies and she's like, we have a plan if we don't and if we do. Yeah. And I was like, that's a really smart, like emotional journey. Yeah. So you can be prepared for anything. Yeah. And I or feel like you get to say, like, I wish we could say more, like, I, like, I think a lot of women feel like they can't say, I don't really, this is not my jam. Yeah. Um, I think more yeah. are saying it. Yeah? Yeah. I feel like people are like, yeah, I think more men are saying it too, that they're just yeah. like, I'm not up for it. Like, yeah. you know, it's just not in, in my cards. Yeah. But, yeah. And so did you feel, like, I'm sure your life shifted, but, like, your career didn't really stop because you were doing, this is what happened, this is also what I watched. Because I watched you on air first with all their props that they kept putting in front of your belly. Oh my god, I know. It was pretty right? fantastic. Yeah, it was pretty good. So you maybe took three weeks off and I, then went back to work. Yeah, I stopped working on June 11th and I started at my baby on June 26th. And then I was here 1st of August. Come on. Yeah. That's it was quite, it was, it was pretty intense, but... Um, Are you okay with that? Yeah, I think I prefer it. Yeah. At the, at, when I first sort of agreed to or begged or whatever you want to call it to come back to do history. <laughs> I don't think they, they, they we are uh, all happy that your partner is Oh, well, me too. Um, but my girlfriend who had a baby was like, you can't right. do that five weeks out. Um, but our baby's really good. Yeah. He's like nice to me. Yeah. And brings you yeah, things. Yeah. Poop? And my folks are good. Yeah. Lots of that. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. He brings you things. Yeah. He's active. But you've also got great support, like your folks and Tom and yes. Tommy was here and Tommy was here and he had to go um to his job. Okay, that's drag. getting in the way. That's getting in the way. Um but uh, but he'll be back on Friday and then he'll stay and then we'll fly home together. Nice. Yeah. And because um, I know some people feel like they went back to work too fast. Yes. Yes, and I think because our our job is actually incredibly um, uh, easy in that regard because I don't feel like, and now I'm gone forever. Yeah. This is the end of the break and this is the beginning of me not being with my son. So long yeah, yeah, it's now, okay, come back, um, you know, work this is a your new mother, days, the nanny. The nanny, yeah. and I never see you, and, and so... I'll work, he'll be with my mom or Tommy or whoever, and then uh, and then we get a little break, and then hopefully do something else, you know yeah. what I mean? So so it's for me, it's been really nice, actually, because yeah. I think you can go cuckoo if it's yeah, if I stay think, I mean, too long. I also think you have to be ready for anything. Like, what, what would have happened if he arrived and you're like, I don't want to do anything else other than look at him? I know, and that did. Yeah. So two weeks after, when he was two weeks old, I sort of said, I think I made a mistake, but I don't think I can leave him. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't leave him. Um, well, you're you, breastfeeding. Well, you you also physically have to feed the <laughs> yes. guy, the poor guy. You have to feed the man. Yeah. And then, um, but like, there's this. Yeah, I just really the idea of being away from this person yeah. was like excruciatingly painful. And then as the sort of days passed, you get a bit more confident mm -hmm. with it. They're gonna live through another night. He's gonna survive. And uh, and then the idea of sort of you know being on set with you guys and laughing and being with grownups was sort of increasingly appealing. Yeah. And yeah. Um, but every time I leave him, it's hard. crazy a little bit too with the kid talk. Yeah. Because he's not a great conversationalist. He doesn't speak English. Ugh. He doesn't ask a lot of questions, I hear. Yeah. He really doesn't ask a lot of questions. Yeah. And I, I don't, I mean, show some interest yeah. in me. What have you done today? What about me time? Yeah. 
No, that'll hopefully change. So, yeah. Do you have uh, newfound fears? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think you sort of want everything to be a bit more gentle. What like, I'm mean? not really a... Uh, you, you person, and then he comes oh, into the you know, like... Yeah. I like to... You're a bit sassafras. Well, I wear a little sure. eyeliner. I like sort of swearing. And then... Is he wearing eyeliner? He's wearing eyeliner now at home, yeah. Cool. Um, he, he looks... Like Sid Vicious? Real! Yeah. Beyonce. And, uh, no, and, uh, and then you just want sort of everything to be soft and gentle and nice and for him. And I, I, I thought I would buy him a pussy hat. Oh, yeah. Because that's cool and important. And then I just decided that maybe I don't need to just do anything remotely political with a right. baby. And maybe I could just let him look at elephants and just chill for a minute. Right. You know, before all the shit starts, he's all coming. So we yeah. just, like have animals around him and he can just chill yeah. until he it's gonna know, come it's coming so just let him just be into you know you must a be lamb. like yeah why not yeah. just enjoy a lamb for a couple for months. a minute yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we were talking about that today i was saying with jonathan and jesse on set mm. about like teaching your kid life lessons and then sometimes going don't worry about anything to do with life just look at a lamb yeah you know like let's just yeah, yeah. and how much sort of responsibility do you have to sort of get them thinking what you're thinking or let him find his own ideas. I mean, he really needs to wear a pussy head at some point in his life. No, he Because will. we have to topple the Even patriarchy. Even if he's sleeping and you put it on his head Thank take you. a picture, so be it. Exactly. Um, but, you know. But do you have that pressure of, like, I'm bringing up a, a Yes, man. a white man. Yeah. That's, right? Like, I don't know. Is that something that yes, you guys talk it's, about? I really, I, I want to, I don't know how to do that, first yeah. of all. I don't have brothers. I don't. You're an only child. I'm an only child. My mother's an only child. We are women. Um, I grew up mainly with my grandma and my mom. Tommy has brothers, though, right? Tommy has brothers, yeah, yeah. but, like, I mean, that's his life. So this white guy is in my life, and I don't know how to get <laughs> it, you know, be be a good guy. Be yeah. good out there, you know, and, and help us and help your people and don't, you know, yeah. like, don't do the bad shit. Don't go people's think? sweetheart. And don't, you know what I mean? Don't do that yeah. crap. Yeah. And be respectful and all that. So I don't know. I mean, if you have any tips. Well, I mean, I think it's, like, how old is he? Well, okay, so he's seven and a half weeks. Oh, it's too late. It's too That's late. I thought. Yeah, so now it's too late to I teach I know, I can already things. see him being like, I'm to make more than you. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, this is what I think, is I think you and Tommy are two of the most loving and delightful people, and mm-hmm. you should trust that. That's nice. Because does Tommy go around going, hey, I make more than you. Hey, sweetheart. No, that's a good point. He like, doesn't. But, like, no, that's true. I, that's true. His dad does not do that, so no. that's good. So it's when, like, he goes into the outside world and starts pulling in that information, and then I think it's like, but, like, I see my brother and his kids, and I and the way... Um, he and his wife bring them up, and I'm like, every moment is a life lesson. Yeah. Like they're constantly teaching and nurturing, like, it must be exhausting. Yeah. Yeah, and he doesn't, know, I mean, he really doesn't, I don't think, know too much no. what's going on. Like, can on. he hold his head up? No. No. He really can't. But no I'm English, no you, head up. Like, I, I think so far in the future, like, what's he going to be? And the guy's just, like, moments yeah. old, right? And I think if he was a girl, I would know, okay, you know, here's what... 
I think is important. And here's what gets you through this situation. I think I would have a better sense of how to guide right. with him. I, you know, how strong does he have to be? How deferent should he be? When should he lead from a place of soft? Like I just, ooh, it's, you know, it's, I want him to be okay out there. God, Lots. this is great. But you know what? <laughs> it might be like, <laughs> this is the analogy. <laughs> it might be like the oil on the butthole. Thank you. But who taught you how to do that? Nobody. You just had the instinct. Nobody. What happens if you're just a great mom? Or I'm not. But couldn't it go either way? But I think it will. Right. Like, did your mom and dad never make mistakes? No, that's why I'm a disaster. <laughs> you're and not a disaster. Um, no, you're right. You and know, I think like, I think you're right. And I think um, my mother-in-law said, just, just, you know, you be how you want them to be. So, like, I want him to read the newspaper. So I will read the newspaper. Right. And I want him to... Um, you know, enjoy nature, so we will go to bars. I mean, okay. parks. Parks. I mean, parks. Maybe a bar in a park. Thank you. There you go. Then mm -hmm. you can be like, go play. I'll be in the bar. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, do you already, like, have things after Mr. D planned so that you're not... Because I, I get it. Do you go into slumps after projects? Yeah. What happens to you? I... Well, I all... The last... I mean, you've done Mr. D forever, and I've only done it for a bit, but the last two I'm seasons... Even this is third. Th third season. Yeah, so going home from That's Halifax. Yeah. But I, 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 I always get sad when we go home, because mm. this feels like a little... It feels like camp mm. or something, and... Um, we have a really nice time. Yeah, it's they pretty like good. like the people, and it feels like this little secret that we get away from our real life for a minute, and we yeah. go to a place with an ocean, and so, so yeah. I'm and the crew. Oh, God. Right? Like, we oh have my great, God. like, Jerry and the cast, lovely. Yeah. But, like, today I'm screaming. And Jerry's the, who's, he's, he's the guy. Okay. Oh, it's hard to explain which one he is. But the crew, like, I was screaming my lungs out, and there's Andy from Props giving me water every single break, like, looking after me. And then I go to... Um, wardrobe and change my shorts because they've been puked on. Oh my god, I need to three see this times. So bad. And then there's the Jesse and wardrobe going. You okay, honey? Like just sweet people, best people. Best. What was the um? What's your world of uh, Beaverton like? Oh, um, also a very sort of familial, kind, easygoing, comfortable yeah. place to be. Yeah, really, really good. And um, because that was like a big. I feel like that was a big step, that whole project in Canada. Yeah. And for them, like, did you feel pressure? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they sort of, they sort of, um, what do they call, like, hook their, hook their horse to the, to the, the cart? I'm the cart. I'm the cart? Yeah, you're the cart. Hold on a second. Let me move these chips yeah. away from my dog, who's, um, so cute. you can lie down, my boy. There you go. You can lie down here. These are in your way, I think, maybe. Um, they, they, yeah, they hooked their horse to, to your cart. To you to being you the cart. And I'm the cart. Yeah. Um, what yeah. was that like? Well, it's great. It's like, I think you probably get this a lot when people say, so why, you know, why did you choose to do that? And I always want to go, I did it. Yeah. I owe it to an audition. <laughs> like, you know. But you chose to audition for it. Like, yes. there are things that you've been like, I, that doesn't interest me. Yes. Have there? Um, not a lot. Not <laughs> <right>. <laughs> I mean, I want that to be my life. Um, not, honestly, not a lot. Yeah. Um, like, I think maybe I would skip the yeast infection commercial. Did you really do a yeast infection commercial? No, no, I didn't. I didn't. But I but think if that came it. up, okay. I think I, like, I know this is a hypothetical. Um, I would say, I don't want to do that. Um, but for the most part, I think you're similar it's hard to say no to stuff. Yeah. Or maybe no. I mean, you're sort of slightly 
you've done more than I have. No, but I but I, I, I had a really hard no. time. Yeah, I mean, you was a waitress for a long time yeah. and did jobs I hated, and so I still I st- I'm, I still think any minute this whole thing is going to come crashing down, and I'll go back to where I sort of deserve to be, which is terrible, but a little bit, you know, like yeah. it's it's in there, like it'll just the whole thing's going to come crashing down, and. Um, I'll be like, guess what? Another round of Diet Cokes or what? How are we doing over here? Do you really think that? Yes. Like, I believe that the children are our future for sure. Yes. But I do believe that you're, like, you're on a great roll right now. You're, like, you're working consistently, so that should teach you that you're going to be fine. Right. I mean... You're never going to have to waitress again. God, I don't know, though. I don't know. I know, I know. Hopefully not. And I would. I would do it. Would you? Yes, because... Would that be your go-to? Yes, I, I, there, well, I've, I, do you know Madoko? No. Okay. Madoko. Is that anything like Sudoku? Well, that was my next plan if things didn't work out. Like, I waitressed, and then I did, like, this birthday party thing that was humiliating, then I was a nanny. Wait, what was the birthday party thing? Oh, don't make me, okay, so, when I was 24. Things got real gentle here. It's really bad. I worked at an establishment that was called Thumbprint Adventures in Oakville, Ontario. Yeah. And it's very far from where I lived, and I would, oh my god, they always dress up as a fairy and wait in a closet with the light off. And a six-year-old would come in with all of her eight friends to what's basically just like a white room with like like one of those rooms with like a tree painted on the wall. I have to wait there. And then they say, you know, Kayla, it's six! And then they go, and I go, hello, I'm Princess Panpuff. Oh my god. And I'm a handsome kill me. <laughs> For real. And then their parents, and no offense to Oakville, but people have kids younger out there. Sure. We're full my age. And we're like, okay, like you need to get your life together. And I was like, I don't want to do this either, but I need $30, sir. So kind of like your camera in my face. <laughs> Meanwhile, little Kayla is like loving <gasps> it. Loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Not the worst job. No, not good. Not good, but like not the good. joy on her face, something. Uh, no, no, not worth it. Not worth no, it. I don't, I don't Stupid feel Kayla. Yeah. Um, so you wouldn't go back to doing that, but you'd go back to waitressing. Yeah, if I had to. I don't know. What do you think about your career right now? I feel, I feel like desperately lucky. I feel insanely lucky. Yeah, mm. because I think. I don't know. How do you feel about yours? I'm gonna ask you questions too, mm-hmm. right? But I think that's why we don't turn things down. Yeah. Because I'm so like, how dare I be ungrateful for an opportunity? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like there are a lot of very talented people who get zero. So why do I and you, Mm -hmm. who are lucky, why do we get to have two or three when somebody has none? And so that's a weird, you know what I mean, navigating that bullshit. Um, But... uh, I don't know. I feel lucky. Do you get that from the community? Um, maybe a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel... Which I think is maybe fair, even. Like, I don't... Really? Yeah, is that crazy? Did your friends change because you've had success recently? No. And uh, thank you for asking that. I've had the same uh, group of, like, really wonderful people. Yeah, you guys have a since solid... Since I was 19. Yeah, yeah. Cells. And I... And they come to everything and send a text and say it was good, but it was good, and, you know, give me their honest opinion, and are the same. And so mm-hmm. that sort of helps that, I don't know, I don't feel like I'm competing with, for lack of a better word, with the people that I 
break bread yeah. with and drink with and you know celebrate marriages with and all that sort of stuff so yeah <clears throat> even if even if we are it just it's that matters honestly less than you know 15 years of being friends who, who yeah. cares about yeah. whether or not you book this stupid thing right yes yeah 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 i mean but just going back to beaverton when beaverton started how did you deal with that pressure um because it's just you and miguel yeah, who I love him. Yeah. He's so nice. Did you bring Izzy though? Dad, Dick. No, no, no he like is. I'm just kidding. He's oh so my sweet. god, he's like a walking ray of sunshine everywhere he goes. And he's constantly crossing his eyes, which is my favorite thing. Um, so that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, your question was pressure. Of pressure. Peterson. Oh, of sort of delivering their vision, kind of thing. Well, yeah, yeah. That was a huge project in Canada. Yeah, and um. It distinctly had nothing to do with me. I mean, I think people say, so how did you come up with the idea? You know, how do you choose the stories? And, you know, I do feel a responsibility to go, like, not my idea. Right. Uh, Their idea, their thing that existed long before I came on to the project, as well as Miguel. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really, they're so, they're they're exceptional political satirists. They are. Mm -hmm. And it's their thing. And, um... You've got, like, Kurt Smeaton writing for you. Kurt, oh my God. Why no ego, Kurt? Why doesn't he just be more of a dick how no. can you just walk around and be the nicest man like Kurt know. just start just being or just, a, just you know, own the dick. like be a dick and enjoy yes. it yeah uh, uh, god he's, he's yeah. like one of the few people that I'm like that mustache rocks my world whenever he has a mustache I'm like right he's on. the best oh yeah. yeah he goes deep sometimes with that thing yeah he goes he's, deep he's with sort that of, yeah yeah in the background <laughs> yeah um, so I think yeah I felt a responsibility to just and they were pretty clear. I think I know what, you know, they just wanted it to not be big and goofy. Just, like, nice yeah. and small and like the news. And that's not, you know. Yeah. That's what, that's what we do. And the, so, yeah. yeah. And so, are you writing it all on the show? I did. Yeah. I did the writer's room um, for season two. Yeah. Which is exciting. They'll bring a bunch of people back, which ruled. Yeah. Um, and was so fun. And it's such a collaborative space. Like, I expected a little more, because any sort of previous writing stuff I've done, I've, I, there's, um, there's definitely, there's that logical competition, mm-hmm. which I just don't do very well, and I yeah. just will go, like, let him do it, or she can have it, I don't care, Yeah, or I'll I deal with competition chill. that way, too, I'm You like, know, mm-hmm. I'm just, no, you're distinctly not competitive, either. It makes me, um, back down instinct, like, if we're going out bowling, and you start getting com- competitive, I'm just like, just <laughs> win. I know! I just want you to win. I do, Because it's no fun. It's no, that gets, fun. you're so funny, too, you're be that person on a sports team who's like, if we don't win, they do. Yeah. So I just don't care. I like care. it's a game. No, I know. Yeah. And so, um, and so. The, but in our business, how do you deal with competition? Oh God. Because that's a different kind of competition. Yes. When people are competitive with me, I, I still just I shut down. Yes. Yeah. And I. Th- but don't you think in our business there's a way to you don't you don't have to engage with it if you don't want to because it's quite solo. Like you go to you rem- you prepare by yourself. Mm-hmm. You drive yourself. You wait in the room, hopefully have a nice chat with one friend, mm-hmm. then you do your audition by yourself, and then you get the call by... So there's this entirely self-sustaining existence that doesn't require you to disappoint anybody, or it's, I guess, the telling after, isn't it? That yeah. It's like the did you a get vibe. It? Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's that it's yeah. The vibe in the community that you can just feel sometimes mm-hmm. that is sort of challenging. Do you deal with that? Yeah. Um, I guess a little bit, I, and I'm sure people say, you know, why her, not me, she's a dick, or yeah. whatever, um, but my friend, Carly, yes. who you know, Love she Carly said when Hesseman. she was, like, really young, like 20, 
We'd all just moved to Toronto and she said, you know what? I hope people are fucking good. I hope people are really good because if everybody's really good, that means that I have to be better. And that sounds super cheesy, but how amazing is it from Car- like little Carly Heffern's mouth of just being like, no, if the better people are, the game gets upped and I hope that, and there's enough jobs. Mm-hmm. So somebody will get it and if it's not them, it's going to be me. So I hope people are good. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, a lot of Carly said what she said when she was 20 was really stupid. And I <laughs> on the record, like, dumb yeah. ideas. But then every once in a while, a jewel. And then there was a jewel. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah, so I think that's good. And I think um, it's, it, yeah, and I, I gotta be honest, I don't know how you feel, but I think we have this great community, but in terms of, like, being around it a lot, the last couple of years, like, Man, I don't go out very much. Right. Like I sit on couches like this and hit the pino and then so so it's a lot of it's it's more solitary for me now definitely than it was 5 years ago and 5 years ago wasn't doing very well. So right. perhaps I haven't felt the full weight of pissed off people are if they're pissed off. I think off. what you're saying is right like having like your close friends around you to keep things real and like so that you know I mean, you know who you are because your friends are still there. I think that's really healthy. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? In regards to like, like, friends? have you had to deal with? Am I allowed to ask? Because you could just yeah. you <laughs> talk to you. Like, Jeff, you had to deal with. I don't know. People feeling frustrated that you continue to book many jobs instead of it being perhaps more fairly uh, delegated to other. Like, have you have you felt that at all? I think people's well. I sometimes think so, but that could be in my own head. But I also think that people's perspective of me or of each other is Mm -hmm. unrealistic. Right? Because, like, we have the world of Facebook that looks like everything's just beautiful all the time. And we're all having a great time with everything we do. And they don't, like, nobody posts pictures of, like, uh, well, actually, people do. They go, I'm super sick. Here's a picture of me being sick. But I don't post pictures of anything, like, negative because you don't want to reinforce that in your life. So uh, it's an unrealistic um, world that uh, people think that we live in, you right. know, like whether right. it's Matt and I or you or anybody right. else. So um, I don't know. I I I I think you're right. I think your true friends stay, stick by you. That's all yeah. there is to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. And don't you think too that you like if if you heard that somebody had said like, no, we shouldn't get that. She, she's stupid, and I'm better. That maybe when you were 22, you would have said. Oh gosh, she doesn't like me, and now I go like, "Fuck it, I don't care." Yeah, I don't think I care. I don't think I Who cares. I mean, yeah, I mean, I always care. Like I, we are actors, and actors go on stage or on screen to be liked. Right. So we always care. Yeah. And you know the expression I was just talking to Lauren Hammersley about this about like the whole like I don't give two fucks. Yeah. Like I give a lot of fucks. No. Like I, I care know. about everything yes. extremely. Yes. But I give less fucks for sure. For sure, way less. Like, yeah. 80% less than 18-year-old or 20-year-old. Sure. Yeah. And is that like, when, what changed for you? What happened that you kind of went, oh, fuck it, I just want to... Yeah, maybe there's like the years pass, you you just really figure out who your people are. Mm-hmm. Like, and some people have no people, so if you have like a solid, rock-hard friend that you, you know, know you can, like Jen Robertson, I think, yeah. for you. Yeah, I love Or, it. you know, of somebody that you could say anything to your partner Matt yeah you have a great father yeah you know um once you figure out who that is then if any forget it yeah. other people forget too much you know yeah because you have they're your gonna posse. hate you no matter what you do probably 
Yeah, and it's their own stuff. It's their stuff. It's yeah. not on you. Do you need me to hit somebody? Would you? I There's will a couple for you. of homes to eggs. Let's get an alley. I, I'm, so I have a, a baby pack now. Of I can eggs. hit people. Right? Like, what are you going to hit me back? I'm a new mom. Oh, what are you going to do? Hit a new mom? I mean, I have a newborn at home. I'm going to hit you right in your face. So do you, you carry Sam around and be like, what yes! are you going to hit me we'll in front of my child? Get the baby carriage. Go find a bitch in an alley. All right, then. Think about it. Do you need the baby in the carriage? I think you need the baby just to prove. Do you? Because that might get... Danger? Yeah. Oh, God. If you want to keep your baby safe. Do you think I can do this for his whole life? I didn't even think about that. I, here's the... I don't think you have a choice. Okay, Like, cool. I think you... You know, somebody said once they that you're not necessarily going to be a wife forever, but you're definitely going to be a mother forever. Right. So. Right. Um, do, do you know Brendan Gall? Yeah. Okay, so Brendan he said Gall. this thing that was so funny. He said, he has a son. I'm going to forget to say it. So he has a son, and he said, it's so beautiful, and I love reading him stories at night, but I keep waiting for his parents to come and get him. Oh. Like, there's this feeling of, like, this is so great. I love this guy so much. There's no way this can be my job right. would let me do this right like and so you feel like that I feel I, I really don't want his parents to come and get him because I love being around him so desperately but part of me thinks like everything you know like he he was not here for our whole lives yeah. Tommy and I have been together for 12 years yeah you guys have been together forever yeah and then there, there was this baby and I'm like god this is, I hope we get to keep him you do like I read is, I read a thing that you get to keep him that's great unless you start doing crack people up and beating people up in alleys and, and using like him as a prop. Yeah. And then it looks like, so I'm glad we sorted no, that right. out. No, you're right. You're right. Well, no, he's still young. You have the posse. You have the same posse from like Queens yeah. University. Are yeah. those still all your buddies? Those are my best people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. And they're, I, I genuinely feel so lucky to have them. Yeah. Uh, uh, to have that consistency too. Like yeah. that's really a nice thing to have um, in friends. And um, they're in just insanely, really accomplished, smart, interesting people who like art and the world. And so, yeah. It's nice to, yeah. It's and nice it's also to, like you yeah. probably go to each one for different things. Yes. Like you have these sisters. Yes. Like, they, are they all the same people that were in She Said What? Yes. That's crazy. Yes. That's amazing. It's amazing. And now they're all doing different things too. Yeah, they all do very different things. Some people are still um, do what we do, and mm-hmm. some people. They're just, they're actually sounds obnoxious. Like Mac, who's the tall one, mm-hmm. who wears a mustache and loves to play men. I love that. When, when you guys, you told me that when you guys were doing your sketch world, that she was like, can I wear a mustache in this scene? Yeah. We're like, you we're have like, to be a mother. She was like, can the mom just have a mustache? Like, All right. You know, she just, because it just makes her feel just I love good. it. I love yeah. it. I'm pretty sure she wore a mustache for like an hour at her wedding. I could be wrong, Great. but I'm pretty sure there was some sort of yeah. She just loves, she feels just feels good. Yeah. In her mustache, um, she so she's brilliant. She's the smartest of Is all. Is she in of law? Us. She's in law. She's a partner to law firm, and there's two of them. So she she was a partner to law firm when she was 28. What? I think yeah. She's brilliant. Um, Anderson McKeegan, if you ever need to do any kind of real estate or yeah, that's my plug um, for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, then uh, yeah, Deeks is a financial advisor, very successful, and. Um, She's, you know, just done amazing things with that. And Marnie produces and is doing the CFC this year. She's also, um, she's an actress. She is a filmmaker. She's a director. She's like a real sort of the creative smorgasbord of stuff. And then Carly, obviously, is one of the greatest writers in Canada. And then I kick around. So she's great. It's all great. And then all their partners are wonderful people. Yeah. And all our partners are friends. Anyway, it's this, it's one of the greatest things. Do you guys ever want to get the, the band back together? 
Yeah, I mean, I think we would. I just think it would be too hard. Like, yeah. people are, like, there's babies now and um, independent careers. And, like, how do you get a partner to law firm to come and right. you know, wear a mustache at your house for three hours on a Monday? She'd be thrilled. She's busy. Yeah. So, yeah, so maybe one day. But I, I, I feel like we're all kind of in this fledgling phase of careers. I yeah. don't know what this is, but it's, like, your early 30s. If things go well, if yeah. you're lucky, feel like when you have to kind of keep your head down and keep going. Yeah. Because you're tw- I feel like for my 20s, it was like just God, anything, give me anything. And now I feel like, I, you know, you have to just sort of push or... Yeah. Yeah. Do you get burnt out? Um, yeah. What do you do? Yeah. What do you do to uh, recharge? What do I do to recharge? That's or how do you know you're question. burnt out? Do you get burnt out? Hey. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's right. Okay, yeah, I do. And I think, um... I mean, if I'm, I think I behave badly at home. Yeah. I think yeah. I go quiet and go like, why, can we can please go out for dinner, please? And he's like, okay, what probably the hell? Not. You know, yeah. So I think I probably get tired and then behave badly. Yeah. And, and then you're like, oh, hold on a second. I need a break. Yeah. I mean, I wish it was more poetic, but I, I thought I'm just like a bit of a bitch. That's right. Yeah. And then what do you do to recharge? Um... Sleep, yeah. Sleep, and maybe do the thing where you like take a break from being responsible. So maybe I get drunk with you, right? You know, for yeah. real. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I'm just gonna talk. I want to talk about I don't know paintings and a rash I had in '97, yeah. and I want to do that with someone I like. Yeah. Maybe you know. I know you do need like. I mean, you're uh, an advocate like a, for girl talk. It's worked for me. I know some yeah. people hate that thing. I really like it. No, I think it's really important. Like, I think that we often rely on our partners for everything, and I think that's dangerous. I do, too. You know what else I think? Keep secrets. Well, if from someone your partner? tells you a secret... Um, sometimes. Okay. If, if, if it, I mean, there's secrets you have to tell for your partnership or marriage, whatever it is, to work. But if, if you have a secret that's in your life... Yeah. And you go, like, don't tell anybody. I'm not going to tell anybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, that's like, a given. Like, really. Be a vault when you say I'm a vault. Like, yes, you are like, oh, this isn't a dome? Like, no. Yeah. Like, I have a, like, my girlfriends will be like, I need to tell you something, and this is not even Matt. This is a, oh, non, like, they'll like, say, like, asterisk. Yeah. Just, or, or the opposite, they'll say, like, I'm going to tell you something in the dome. Of course you'll tell Matt. Of course you'll tell Matt. Yeah. Um, I think it's honestly friend dependent. There's yeah. one or two that I, it's like unspoken that if they said, like, nobody, they'll know, you know, don't... And that's different than having my own secret from my partner. Totally. Right? Like, that's a different... And also, I mean, if you ask Tom, he probably doesn't care. Oh, 100% <laughs> not. Like, like, oh, oh, my god! I have to tell you this news? And he was like, I don't care. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And how do you guys balance, like, I mean, now you've got this baby in the Wix mix. Yeah. Now you have this baby in the mix, so how are you going to balance your career and life? Because sometimes you go to L.A. too. Yes. I mean, do you have any ideas? Hey, I don't know what this I'm is doing. About you. I know. I just don't know how. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't uh, know how. I don't know. Well, it's, I mean, it, I said to Matt, it's easier for us because we're in the same industry, so I don't have to worry about the fact that he's making a partnership at right. a law firm. Right. Um, yeah, I think I um, I, I think it's like anything. We just you just start. And cross your fingers. Well, I don't know. You've been together for twelve years. Oh, me and Tommy are. Yeah. Do you, do you mean um, how are we gonna make a baby work with a career? First of all, how are you gonna make your relationship work in your career? Oh. Because here's the other thing: is I think that in families, like 
I think often people are like, oh, children come first. Children, and I think that's dangerous. Yeah, me too. So, because if, if you guys, if you're not an individual, and then if you are in a partnership, you got nothing to pass yeah. on. So, how do you guys keep a strong partnership? Um, Tom is, Tom's uh, altruistic in our relationship. In that, I think he, when we were little, we both said, like, we should always put our careers first before anything and then um and then and everything else will fall into place but if we put each other first too young one day this will be bad oh. and i think about that with us being you know 20 i'm just like so proud of us as young people recognizing that this will wreck it um so we did so he went to law school in toronto which worked and i would do you know the St. Lawrence Shakespeare Festival and I would go off for the whole summer and be gone. We don't have any money. You can't mm-hmm. like, you're not driving up and getting a hotel when you're like no. 21. So I would leave. We did long distance for ages. Um, and he got a really good job opportunity in Ottawa and I didn't. And this is when we were I don't know, 24. Like at Ottawa, there's a ceiling there. Yeah. It's like, I gotta go. And, um, and he said, okay, so you, you stay here and work and I'll go there. And we, yes. Yeah. We've been doing that for so long that he said like, you know, screw it. I'm going to come to Toronto to get married. And then we did. And, um, and it's the smartest thing I ever did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Is that hard though? Having him in Ottawa? Was that like a well, test? He didn't stay. Got? Like he, How long was he there for? He was there for, um, a year he articled in Ottawa with yeah. a great firm and he was really happy there. So there's also that. Yeah. And I'm sure that has come across you and Matt's sure. landscape once or twice where there's a, a great opportunity for one and maybe not for the other. So who you know, who gets to lead or whatever. So anyway, um I moved to Toronto and, and he said, Okay, I'll fall, I'll come for you. And yeah. Then, and I remember that. It's like this nice thing. Um Oh God, I think I'm going to regret sharing all this. Oh, Is we this can edit oversharing? This. Okay. We can edit. Okay. Um, Just speak about it and then we can use You like, already know this, don't you? I like it. Though. Okay, okay. But yeah, I should think, I repeat stuff that you know? Here's the thing I think is that. The challenge of life in our careers yes. and in this industry is like so relatable. Right. So that when whenever I say something, I'm sure it echoes around people going, me too. Okay. Like, even if when we talk about something that's dark or something that you think is negative about yourself, I think people go, oh, thank God somebody else went through yes, that. Yes, So when you talk about, like, a long-distance relationship that you figured out, people are like, fuck, how do you do that? Right, right. And that it worked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that it, it, it will be more, it'll, there'll be more challenges in the future. Right. Do you know, but we'll figure it out. Right, right. Yeah. So, I don't know what that was, but I yeah. think, like, his time in Ottawa and then he chose to be... Back in Toronto, it was an amazing Yeah, thing. and it gave me this opportunity that I have been so fortunate to have mm-hmm. and to sort of, you know, have this great opportunities now because of what he did. And I think that, you know, I can't forget that, which is why Los Angeles is, is very complicated because mm-hmm. I don't feel he now has built up a, a sort of a second shot at a career because I left. Right. Um, and, you know, he... I can brag about him. He made partner incredibly young. Yeah. Um, six and a half years. It's like really, really impressive. Yeah. And he won't brag about himself, so I will. Um, and, and he's very, very happy there. So that's a thing. Right. Um, and um, and I'm really happy here. So maybe that's sort of the answer. Maybe we're figuring it out at the Cambridge Suites in Halifax. Yeah. That 
I can sort of slow down with that whole thing. Well, you know, for now, like who yeah. knows what next year is like, yeah. right? I mean, I think it's challenging because, or it must be challenging because there's this whole buzz of our industry, right? That, that he can't always be part of because he has to work. Right. So how do you juggle right. that? Right. Well, because I really, yeah. For he doesn't me, want to go all those stupid parties. No, but you know what? I don't either. I am bad yeah. at those. Yeah. I remember I see you at Tiff and I like cling on to you and you're like, "Give me a minute, Hunter." And I like I hold never your say hand. that. No, I, I never know you say don't. That. But I, I, I am equally relieved. Hate those things. I'm I just, equally relieved to see you because I'm like, oh, oh I'm gonna have to laugh. I don't know what to say. And 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 I feel like everybody's looking over your shoulder. And there's a goddamn property brothers are hanging out over there. Those guys, they're looking God. over their shoulder, going, "Who's that cute little one?" Oh, and it's not me. It Someone is actually. behind me. No. no. So I just, oh man, yeah, they're my least favorite. I'm not a great schmoozer. No. No, because I. Yeah, I don't think I, I'm not good at it. Right. I am not good at doing it. Do you think you need to be? No. Right. No, I don't. Like you're doing fine, you know. Yeah, but you know, people like it or whatever. I don't know. I, I, I think there's a value in um, promoting people that are good to you. So. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, so if somebody goes, "Can you do this article talking about Mr. D?" I'm like, absolutely. I want Mr. D to be a big success. They've been good to me. I'm gonna be, of course. Yes. Uh, I, when it becomes like, can you do the, like a posy thing? I'm, it makes me uncomfortable. Yes. That's when it gets me. Yes. Yeah. And 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 so many of those parties are, I don't know. I find people are going like, so do you know someone that could help me? And I'm like, no. I don't know I anybody. I really don't. Yeah. Like, do you want to be mom? Like, God. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. But he he likes that stuff more than I do. Does he? Yes. He um he doesn't know how to wear clothes like he hates that but he'll go oh there's a free shrimp thing let's get this going so that's you know that's there's something there um were you uh like who turned you on to acting um Jane my mom yeah 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 because she did community theater no kidding always. my mom did too yeah, yeah. I know that and yeah. you're father is a Brit your mother's my mom's a Brit the Brit yeah that's right and my mom's a Brit yeah yeah. So your mom did community theater. Do you remember seeing her on stage? Yes. In what? Yes. Uh, I remember being in rehearsal. Like, they would rehearse in church basements, and um, they would all smoke. Yeah. And sometimes say the F word, and then I'd say, you know, earmuffs, Emma. I thought that right. was radical. <laughs> right. Totally rad in the grown-up world. Yeah. I loved being in that world when I was um, young. And what was the play she was in? Do you she remember? did the one I remember. The first one I ever saw was, was funny. I saw Twelfth Night when I was five. Great. So so raunchy. Yes. She played yeah. Olivia. And she was a rocket. Yeah. And um, I found the whole festy, you know, the sad clown thing, desperately tragic. And uh, and that was, you know, it's it's sort of that the decision had been made or whatever, that this is kind of just what grown-up women do. Yeah. You don't know it's your mother and this is unique for you. It's just, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So that was, I think that's probably how, yeah. And then you started, like, how did you start getting into it then? Yeah. Like, do you remember the, the steps? Do you remember, like, when you're like, I'm going to start doing this more? I mean, I think there's this... Oh, God, this is so real now, all this stuff. It's like you don't think about yourself as much. I, I think there's this thing with people who want to do this who are... We're all just a bunch of, like, chicks in a bathing suit in our backyard mm -hmm. going through a sprinkler. Like, that thing, and you're going, like, I'm exceptionally talented. Like, if somebody could see... Way leap 
through this sprinkler. Like, they would know that I, I am special. And, you know, you convince yourself at sort of five, six, seven, that some, you know, man with a briefcase is going to go, I'm sorry, I was walking by your parents' house. I saw you at the sprinkler. <laughs> you have got it, kid. And you're going to go, I know. I know. You know, and then... Um, and then you, re- you realize that, I wonder if almost if all children have that. That's why I always feel funny when people say, when did, was it, all, were you always going to be in performance? Because I wonder if, you know, most kids are like, I'm like really good at this. I feel like, I feel like there's a moment where you go, I'm really good at this and I don't ever want to not do this. Like, yes. Like there's some kids that are like, I'm really good at jumping through sprinklers, but I'd much rather put um, a car together or like right. something else like right. I'm or rather. shyness sets in and they maybe don't want to yeah, yeah 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 or like I'm not up for the business part of that or something happens right whereas I'm like I'm up for it all because I love jumping through a sprinkler so well yeah like I have so many photos of me in the backyard just being like just like yeah in my <laughs> dance costume yes that my mom would put, like put um, flowers next to me to make it like the nice photo. <laughs> and then I had such bad form that I kick like this, like just awful, awful. And then you still want your mom to go like, "That was very good." That You're was like, very good. I think it was. Yeah. Yes. I'm gonna put this in a frame. <laughs> and then my brother go, "Why are you putting that in a frame?" And I go, "Yeah, yeah." Back exactly. to reality. Yeah. So you were dancing in sprinklers, and then you were doing like school plays. Yeah, always, always, always. same like you. Like, I, yeah, I did the school plays at my elementary school, and I had a really nice teacher who's dead now, but he was really great, yeah. Mr. Robertson. And he, yeah, you know, you and you get these teachers that go like, "You're good." Yeah. And then, but then there's millions of those teachers doing that to people. So, so yeah, but um, those people. No, I don't know about that. I think that you have to recognize your cheerleaders. Yes. You know, like that Mr. Robertson was a cheerleader for you that made you go, oh, I can do this. Yeah. And a little bit further and a little bit further. Yeah. And you hope that, you know, the kid that's really good at science is having the science. You're like, you, you know, you can do this. Um, It certainly wasn't happening to me. In science. No. No. So, yeah, definitely. So then after school, so like high school doing like Um, High school, same thing. And, and, you know, great theater. Um, So our school, I went to like Hogwarts. So we all girls. Are you a wizard? Yeah, girl. This is fantastic. I have so many more questions. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So so all girls school, pretty strict. um, Uniform, that stuff. Mm -hmm. So not... But the like the dramatic part of the school was really good. A really that? good teacher. Where did you go? Oh, you did Haverhill? Branksome. Same thing? Yeah, same yeah. thing, basically. Same thing. Kilt and you know, yeah. blah, blah. Um, oh, God, but don't judge me. I took the subway. What are you talking about? You, know you went to mean? private school and took the subway and you think you're going to judge for that? Yeah. No, but like the subway chicks who went to private school are better than the chicks who got like Land Rovers and drove themselves. No, I have much more admiration for the subway drivers. Thank you. Right? Yes. Thank you. It's tough out there when you're 14 on the subway and a kilt. Yeah. It can be intense. Your parents were risky. Ooh. They're chill. They're Brits. They don't care. Yeah. They're like, Good luck. Yeah, you're on your own. We have other kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we don't. Bye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You remember. So high school, you're doing, were you the lead and everything? Um, I was, I was, like, it was clear that this was a good idea. Yeah. That, like, drama was good. But what's also good, I hope that made me not a dick, is it wasn't really revered as one of the cool things to do. Right. So it didn't make me, uh, you know, like, sorry, it got the part. Everyone's like, okay, there's a party. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I will be at rehearsal for Oliver Twist. Right. Bye. Were you Oliver? No. I, I, no. I actually was the Dodger. 
which I sort of way better role. Excite now, no, not better. Lisa McGregor played Oliver Twist. I she know. was exceptional. She did a beautiful job. She had crystal blue eyes. But, she sang. Um, what's the one? Was the I, I was gonna say all I want is, is a room. room that's not it. No, that's a great play um, as well. Um, um, give me more. I don't know, Oliver. Oliver Twist. I don't know. She was exceptional. Very, very beautiful. Also, very petite. And um, anyway, saying and it was mournful and very beautiful. She deserved it. I played obviously the Dodger. Loved playing male roles. Yeah, wore a little top hat. Yes, you did with and, your Cockney accent. Um, yes, and um, we did stage makeup, which you will remember, which is so unnecessarily whiny for and a proscenium arch high school. Why are the dots? Why is there a white dot what in my eye? What is happening? Like, oh, I look at the, we, we, it looks insane. So, I have grease paint forever. Though. Grease like, paint. I better hang on to this for when I'm on the stage yes, again. Yes, exactly. If you want to get to Broadway, and then you realize on Broadway, nobody's Nobody doing that. that. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, so, okay, then after that, world, uh, Queens? And then I went to Queens University, but, yes. But to study drama? In, in first year, like, no, no plan. Yeah, so yeah. I took English, which was fantastic. Why? Um... I like school. You do you do. like school? I no. feel like you like school. Uh-uh. No, yeah. So I. What did you school. like about it? I liked. I I loved my first year English class because all we would do is, you know, read Beowulf or something that was difficult. Yeah. That you would sort of struggle with it in your restroom. Excuse me. And then we would go and everybody would talk about it and figure it out, and then all this stuff started making sense. And I think, what was really is this boring? I'm. Does, do I look okay, because right like talking about why you love like English literature in first year might not be that. This is what I'm picturing you at Queens in like a, um, like a, what was that movie with Robin Williams, uh, Captain My Captain, Dead Poet Society. Oh yes. Like when you get those intellectual discussions, and I remember being in school and my brain igniting. Yeah, like, I and do university. Remember I remember university felt like the first time the professor talk to you like you were a grown-up. Yeah. And that, in high school, really bothered me. That's why I think I lit up a cigarette at 17. was like, I cannot stand being spoken to, like, you know, yeah. that thing that, t- you know, and everybody sit down, all that stuff. And this was about, like, let's talk about ideas. Yeah. Let's critically. And your ideas are valid. And your ideas are valid, and that's wrong, and this is, but okay, there's something to that. And so that kind of navigating that um, discussion with a bunch of, you know, young people was really, I just thought it was awesome. Did you ever feel like a gender inequality in those days? Um, I remember feeling in Film 101, which was one of those huge classes Mm -hmm. where there were like 300 kids, and most kids would take it, that there was a disproportionate amount of guys that would speak, uh, like that would put up their hand versus girls. I remember Mm -hmm. clocking that. The guys are more comfortable speaking than mm. the girls um, at the beginning, at least of class. And I think by the end, everybody had sort of um, that that th- th- that had chilled out. Mm. But I remember the first couple of classes because I think I had come from an all-girls school, going like, right. "Wow, the guys really talk." Um, but I talked a lot, yeah. so for me, I felt you know, yeah, I felt fine. Yeah. I don't remember so much in those days, uh, but maybe I just was used to 
like round table discussions at, in my family home and stuff like that. Yeah. Where did you go again? Uh, well, I went to University of Waterloo for two years mm-hmm. and then Ryerson Theatre School. Oh, that sounds so. perfect for you. Yeah. You feel a little academia and a little... It's perfect. I only went to University of Waterloo because my dad was a professor there and I meant I had like either free or half price uh, tuition. Oh my gosh, two for one. Oh my God. And then I was like, I hate being a student. I just wasn't a good student. Because I got I'm this, shocked by that. This is how I could tell I wasn't a good student is because... I would get so excited about the title page of any project, like even essays that had to be done. Like just like, the words? No, like I would create a title page. Oh my god! Because At university? Love, yeah. Oh my god! And they'd be like, like coloring? Looks, well, like or a pho- like I would do a photography creation. Oh. Yeah, because I wanted it to look beautiful. So that the idea was couldn't care less about the content. I think there's no marks for that, but I'm glad yeah. that you did it. Just always a little bit of lipstick. And then don't worry about the content. Anyway, uh, so I don't know. I didn't. I didn't like school. I don't know. Maybe my brain wasn't ready for it. Or maybe you know what's funny is um, Tom didn't love law school and loves his job. So I think what's interesting is I think some people can't handle the hypothetical and need it to be real. And yeah, I feel like pra- that's yeah, you. the practicality. Yeah, like sure. I don't want to. I don't want to do an assessment of what might happen. And effectively, papers and roundtable discussions are. Pontificating on, yeah, on let's just do how it. it. And you're like, I want to be in it yeah. and do it. Yeah, and yeah, I don't want to talk about things. I want to actually put do things it. to yeah um, into fruition. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's sort of my world. So then, after so Queens, you were in the Queens Players. Yes, so much drinking, so much partying. Oh my god, Kingston's brutal for part, like Isn't not it? brutal or everything. Like we yeah. used to go from University of Waterloo to Queens to party with Queens people. Yes. But which, we didn't know anybody. We'd just go and be like, yeah. hey, we're here for a party. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's awesome. And I remember driving there going, oh, shit's going to go down this oh, weekend. Like, that's it so was fun. So... Talk to type us that. Yeah. That's so fun. It is like those frat house parties that you're like, I don't know who you are. It doesn't and matter. Like, yeah. like, you just have one friend there and let's just like get a couple of beers and sit in the corner yeah. and then just watch. Sleep in the car. Ugh. Mm. Sleep in the bathtub. Oh, boy. Yeah. I miss sleeping miss in the bathtub. Days. <laughs> so, uh, Queens, players, what was that time in your life? Like, what did you think you gained from it? Um, Other than being, like, a great partier. Oh, right, yeah. Which is, like, that's bad, isn't it? But um, On your resume. Yeah. Um, well, Queens was interesting because it was, I was figuring everything out. So, first year, you know, I, I really liked English and art history and stuff. But, like, what the hell you do with that right. and, and don't you feel too like once you're out of high school and into that whether you Humber or Ryerson you're now in that phase of like this is going to end and I'm going to need a bit of a plan like I need to know what I am am I a teacher a something because those years end and they're expensive yeah and they're like you need at least to have a little semblance of what a plan what who gave you that because I don't think everybody has that I need a plan feeling who gave you that mm-hmm. instinct Dad, my dad. Right. Yeah. Right. You're right. Yeah. No, Uh, no, my dad. Yeah. Yeah. But that's really a healthy thing to have. Like, it's great to enjoy the moment, but also... Like, like, it's going to end. Yeah. And that was always terrifying when school was over. It was like... Because I think you're on this track your whole life to just... You know, if you you want to finish grade 9, then you want to finish grade 10. And that's sort of all you have to get through the thing. Yeah. Get through the thing. And then Queens was going to end. And then there was, for me at least, I wasn't going to get an MBA or something. So once that was over, then I was really free falling. And, and that was so scary. So what did you do? Um, I got a waitressing job. In Toronto? Did you go right In away? In Toronto. So, yeah. So Queens ends. And then I um, moved home to live with my parents. And 
then moved in with my boyfriend and two other guys. Uh, slut! And, uh, and we had uh, it was a very happy time. We had no money and just the best yeah. time. And nobody was anything. We were all failures and it was great. Um, and then I waitressed and got an agent and started. And because was, you're like, I know this is where I want to go. Yeah. Like, I really, I will regret this if I don't try. Yeah. But I will not do this. I will not do this and have booked nothing, you know, by 30. If, if, if I'm getting red lights constantly, I will stop. Right. And I would have. Because it just, I just, for me, I don't have that. No matter what, as long as I'm making art, I'm happy. I just could, I couldn't. I, I was going to need a green light. Yeah. Or I would have switched. And, and I think yeah. that, that's across the board. Yeah. Don't you think? Like, I think so. I think, but I think some people who are perhaps honestly less shallow or self-involved would say, I don't need green lights from other people to feel fulfilled. I, as long as I'm, you know, in a park speaking the words of William Shakespeare or making pottery or something, I really will feel satisfied. I think there are people like that. I'm, I'm just not. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think we create art to be recognized as artists. <gasps> you don't think that some people make art just like just for it? Maybe you're right. I, I don't know. know. I, I think I think no. I, I think we're both right. I don't know. I it's interesting. It is an interesting discussion. I think that that there are probably some people, but I challenge that because love it. If you create something artistic, is it enough just to go and that's done, or do you need somebody to go? That's something. Like, I know if I create something that I'm proud of, I, I don't need, like, a lot of recognition, but I need to put it in front of people and have people laugh. This is very interesting. This is maybe not going to be I don't useful know. for the firecracker department, but maybe it will. But I'm going to talk about you. Think about you. You film a TV show in front of a camera. Yeah. With no audience at all, except for, like, crew, that then goes onto the TV that then, every, then millions of people see. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully. And then... You do teeny tiny comedy spaces with you and Matt and Ron Peterson or whoever yeah. for 15 people, 60 people, whatever. And you do both of those at the same time right. sometimes. And both of those, at some point, you know there's going to be an audience. But it's, it's I don't know. I think it's interesting that that, that that whole notion of if it isn't seen, does it matter, plays into two parts of what you do. Yeah. In very different ways. I wouldn't be able to create something if it didn't affect somebody. Or I, I wouldn't be able to create something that I was... Like, it wouldn't, it, I, it wouldn't be enough for me. No, I'm I with need you. To no, Scott, me neither. But, like, doing... Because like, you do, too. You do stand-up. You do character monologues. And so having that ability... Because you'll go maybe next month and do something at the comedy bar or something like that. Right? Because we love it so much. Well, I, I think you love that part more than me. I, I get pretty nervous do you? stuff yeah yeah why do you get so nervous you're so good no I don't I don't know I think I'm yeah like I think about I honestly I think about the mic alone on stage and waiting for my turn and it makes me want to hurl I really do it makes I don't often do that and it makes me want to hurl yeah it makes but me that's hurl. why like what I do in my world like an improv yeah I love it like an open stage go to the audience chat with the audience I'm happy oh my god kill me I don't know how you do that. No. I honestly don't. But like, what about sketch? Uh, love. Yeah. There's a plan. 
We've got the line. Right, you need we a know plan. The things. Yeah. That there's a pl- like. We yeah. know how. Like I know how this is gonna go, and if we get off track, we can bring it back. And if somebody goes, like, I don't like it, you go cool. And there's like a team. Yeah. Like the the mic, and you're alone out there. But and, maybe that's ooh. just not our world. Like I don't think stand up's my world. No, at least mine. Either. I don't have gotten away with it. <laughs> Jesus, stop <laughs> telling me. You know, God. <laughs> Every time I've ever done like solo stuff I'm always like why am I doing this me too I'm it's like, so painful like, and then you'll sort of get sort of a dirty look from a comic and you're like listen I don't it's belong your here you have it yeah. I'm down to die I'll be gone here. in 10 minutes you know? don't worry about yeah, it yeah Mark Russ is like this is you know I, I'm not sure what are you I'm like I don't know how to roll get out of here get out of here <laughs> thanks for the diet coke I'm out of here thanks for the diet Jesus <laughs> yeah I don't know I mean I love uh, it's, it's the collaboration that I love yeah that's the that's yeah the sketch. Motor. I love and you. Yeah, you you even take it a step further where there's no there is no plan. You guys free fall for two hours. No lines. Wow, Emma. No, that's true. So now, okay. So when did you go? Oh, oh. I'm gonna get this. Okay, thank you. I'm pouring a lot of time. You know what? I, when you said, "Do you want to do this?" My plan yeah. was going to be really soft spoken <laughs> and speak slowly. <laughs> I got talk, and I speak softly. I lean it. back. So that you'll come across, and I, I, I've just been—I just know it. What? How do you feel so far? Hyperactive. But here's the thing: you're <laughs> fucking delightful. <laughs> and if you had been that, I'd be like, "What's wrong with you?" I would be like, but are you, you gonna think I'm cool? Are you worried about that? I want to be cool a little, don't you? Yes. <laughs> we all do. But here's the thing: I think you're super cool. Like, no, I think. No, you've seen too much. I pulled I just back the watched, curtain on like day one. I would just watched three ways. Speaking of seeing too oh much, oh my god! And I saw your butt, <laughs> yes. and it's a cute, cutest it's little my butt. First naked sex, all that stuff. Oh my god! Were you yeah. freaked out about that? No, I was not. I was exceptionally excited because don't you think there is a way to do nudity and there is a way not to do nudity? Yes. And I knew not to do nudity at twenty one and twenty two because my bod looked pretty good and I was rocking it, and I thought I want to do nudity. That's like sort of it, like it's a don't. I, this is not a common thing, so it does not. But I want like a bit gross, like we, like awkward sex, like awkward yeah. sex, real, yeah, like no gym before, no like getting hot for the nudity, like just like a little, like there's a line, the butt's a little soft, and me and Chris Brune, like, but you're both very attractive real. people, like there's we're, not, but we're not, you know what I mean? We're like a regular per people, like yeah. regular. Like, just regular base regular. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to, be, you know, um, let me let me get my thought together. Let me get my no, thought you're together. not trying to be something you're not. I'm not trying to be something I'm not, and I'm not trying to look hot naked. Do you know what I mean? That is a very specific way to do nudity on film. I would like to look pretty with no clothes on versus, like, this is a moment that's happening in real life. Yeah. Yeah. I had um, Jerry and Nathan McIntosh, uh directing all their lines today to my vagina. Oh my and God. even that made me feel a bit awkward, and I wasn't naked, but um, yeah, that's what you do. I thought three-way was lovely, and I'll tell you why. I think it's because it was so real. Like, it just looked like you. You oh, and Christian good. Brune just being like... Oh, good. That's Like, good. delightfully, comedically awkward. Awkward. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, in a true sense, like, it was just a really lovely story. Oh, good. Story. Well, that's nice. Uh, same with uh, Save Me. Oh, yeah. What a great thing that was for you. I that loved watching great. you do and that. Nobody ever lets me do just like a little dramatic, so that was really fun. Yeah, You'll do that more. Was fun. Oh, hope so. 
I just want to be in stuff you make. Okay, thank you. Oh, Bye. Bye. <laughs> you uh, did you do a lot of dramatic stuff before? Yeah. Comedy? Yeah. Like but, Shakespeare. Know, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did. I love Shakespeare. Do you? Yes. I love seeing it. I love the speeches. You gotta go to Dream in High Park. Yes. I've heard this year is exceptional. Is Lear? Am it's I gonna Lear? Lear and. and Night. Oh my god. And my friend Naomi writes in it. I, I, I talk about this all the time because I'm such a fan of hers. But yeah. if you love Shakespeare, you I, should go. Yeah, and they do they do amazing stuff there yeah. always. Yeah, and I love that night. You can bring some wine and like yeah. a baguette and listen to the speeches. Oh, right? The stars. Yeah. yeah. So do you think you'll go back to drama? Um, I don't know how you feel, but I sort of feel like I will just ride the wave until it's over. Yeah. And I have no... I love what we do. I, yeah. I really like... I like comedy a yeah. lot. I like it. I'm it's, okay if I only do comedy. Me too. Me too. And um, isn't there that whole thing where dramatic actors really want to do comedy and comedic actors really want to do drama but everybody wants to be a rock star um, like that whole thing did like you want to be a rock star? Uh, yes. Like in I, a band? I would really like to have been a part of the Spice Girls. Like, really. I am not, you know, like, I really would like for there to have been six of us. Right. Who just got into trouble. And, you know, we're just... She's like, hey, why does that one girl have a Canadian accent? Yeah, yeah. but, yeah. Oh, Canadian why spice. doing is this? Yeah. It's maple syrup spice. Maple, yeah. And yeah. then we would do the tours and yeah. we'd, like, I don't know, go to bars after probably. Right. Behind the scenes stuff that I didn't get to see. Right. Um, but it didn't happen due to not good at singing, never tried, also not good at it. <laughs> I think the key was never trying. I think. Yeah. Like, the fact that you never tried That's really That's why I'm not at the Spice Girls, because I didn't try. It's not because it wasn't going to happen. No, I didn't get it real I think you could do anything. I think, because you yeah. sing and dance, and you're... No, I don't. Well, I do sing, you but can I... You dance. You can, yes, you can move without singing, tripping over be, yourself. I, I should not sing. You could, though, if you worked on it. Do you think, like, okay, so the Spice Girls are starting. They put out the call. I'm 11. Jerry was lying about her age. She was, like, 37 or something. Okay, but you're already out of range. Like, let's... You're right. Yeah. I don't know. Do you want to start a band right now? What do you want to do? I don't mind. I could. Okay. And voice has to heal. Do you want the dog in it? Uh, I I do want the dog in it. Dog is not in it. (laughs) Hasn't done anything in, like, an hour. Dog's out. (laughs) So when did you know, when you... Okay, when you got into the biz, you got an agent, mm-hmm. were you like, I'm on my way? Oh, um, so this is interesting, probably for your listeners, anybody who wants to do it, or okay. just for us. Sure. That, do, do you remember how you got your agent? Because I remember this moment of like, I need to go and get an agent. What the hell is that? Yeah. I'm 20 years old. I went to Queens. I have basically a blank resume. How do you walk into an office and go, hello, I'm a Spice Girl. And why do you have an accent? Yeah. So, yeah. You know, that's how I pictured it. And also, you're not a Spice Girl. Well, I would have liked okay. to have been. Maybe if I had a better agent. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, no, but I remember it was like, it was incredibly serendipitous. I, well, I did, was doing outdoor theater. Barry? In Prescott, Ontario. In Prescott. Mm-hmm. What were you doing? What show? Um, I was doing Romeo and Juliet. You were Juliet. Thank you. Thank which you. Which was very a, a real privilege, but also for sure, I thought, oh, I'm Juliet and Prescott. I'm gonna go and be the lead on Sophie the TV show on CBC next. Yeah. I'm gonna go and be the lead on was it CBC Sophie. I think you're right. Okay. Or you know, I'm gonna go to Toronto and yeah. we're gonna go, uh, just like, you know, made it up in my brain. Excuse me. I just saw you walking down the street in front of Winners. 
Would you like to be the lead Aren't on Aren't you that new... same girl that was jumping through a sprinkler a little while I've ago? I've seen what you can do. I've seen your leaps. You have to be the lead on our show. And then I would go, moi, and then the what happened? career Where starts. does that come from? Because that's like a level of, of faith. Yeah. Right? Oh, it's and psychotic. Just, but no, I don't think it is. I think it's a level of... Of uh, belief in yourself. It is, but it was wrong. It was totally wrong. It was. No, who because... Gave you that, who gave you that self-confidence? Well, I promptly lost it when I came to Toronto for a decade. Yes! Which was good. Honestly, it was good. Because because you realize that, that you're... Oh, this is going to sound... That you're not that special. That if you want to be taken seriously and get the job, you have to do a lot of work and deliver... And respect other people. Like, there's a lot of... There's a huge group of us that try and do this all the time. And, you know, in terms of who's got what and who's better at different things, it all comes out in the wash. Something has to happen in an audition. I really believe that. And mm-hmm. that's it. So, you're not going to be walking down in front of winners in Etobicoke and get your TV My mom used to say the same... Like, oh, that might be a British thing. Really? Like, my mom used to think that I was constantly going to get discovered. But then you didn't. No, we so worked she was on it. Right. What are you talking you're about? Right, but like she, she was right. I'm gonna tell you. My mom story. was like, I don't think you're that good at this. Oh, really? <laughs> well, no, not really. But but no, they believed in you. Mm, yeah, no, they did. They definitely did. But I think my mom, my mom was very important in making me not a dick. Vital. What do you mean? Beautiful type of person. That's like, uh, I'm here because. I know. I have something special and nobody... Like, I don't know. You know that yeah. person. My mom's like... Kept you humble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep a lid on it, sister. You're lucky. You know. Do you remember her talking to, to you like that? Oh, yeah. Like, keep up... Did she say keep up? No. Alive? She said once... It was really good. She said... Something had happened as a teenager and I said, um, like, oh my God, this thing happened at school. And I know everybody right now is going to be like, you know... Emma Hunter did this dumb thing. I don't know what Emma Hunter went, oh my God, nobody's looking at you. <laughs> that's, that's Somebody said that about LA too. Like really? if you're ever worried about how you look, don't worry because nobody's no looking at you. no one's thinking about you. No one's looking at you. Like think about how much you think about yourself. They're all doing the same thing. Get over yourself. Like I like that. I love that. And then it, and then it kind of, I don't know, it takes the gravity out of it, being a teenager and also mm-hmm. just... We, I mean, we put ourselves out there all the time. Yeah. It takes the weight out of that. Yeah. How did you build up a thicker skin? Um, uh, how did you build up a... Th- that's a good question. How did you build up a thicker skin? I think, <clears throat> I think longevity of successful relationships allows you to feel, to feel worthy of that. That, <sighs> that if, you have, if you're fortunate enough to have a long-term yeah. partner and long-term friends... You, there's something in you that's good. Otherwise, you wouldn't have them, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you you have that. Matt is obsessed with you. I remember from Milton. You have all these wonderful female friends. Like, you have, like, people, you have long, old friends. Yes. Yeah. Because you're a good person, so that's it. Yeah. Now, do you remember the tipping point when you went, oh, I'm going to do this? Like, because I feel like in our career, like, I don't know, I'm going to try. Yeah. I'm going to try, I'm going to try. Yeah. And then there's something that happens going, oh, no, I'm on my way, like... Yeah, yeah. I think the, the first moment where I thought something has happened and I don't have to go back mm-hmm. now and, and that things felt different was Just for Laughs in 2012. 
when you were on the uh, I did that a, I did a gala the gala right. and it was a solo like solo character stuff which to be completely honest the only reason I did it was because I wanted to be on SNL and I wanted to audition for SNL and they didn't give a flying about me so I thought I'll just go around Toronto and basically do an SNL audition and cross my fingers and I think for the most part people thought it was not good and didn't like it but everybody kept letting me do it I mean it's a microphone so you're allowed, right? Like you're and allowed you eight minutes. Oh my god! So, like catatonic. It's the most afraid I've ever been for anything ever. What do you, how do you how do you deal with those nerves? That was awful. That was uh, cripplingly terrifying. But I think. But it's how do you like feel? Do you, do you do you drink? Do you meditate? What do no, you do? no, I definitely don't drink. I don't drink anything until after I perform. I can't yeah. drink and be kind of drunk on stage. I just don't like the feeling. I don't like the lack of control. I only have the two choices: drinking or meditation. Right. But yeah, got it. <laughs> got it. Yeah. Which one's yours? Um, but I, I think it's. I think you can get through anything if you practice it. Like I'm a huge fan of rehearsal. Yeah. Like to be prepared. So if um, the more you perform under incredibly intense nerves the easier it gets every time even just a little bit so I think that was a first mm -hmm. so it was going to be bad but I knew, okay once we do this one then if I ever have to do it again it will be a little bit better it's like auditioning mm -hmm. like I I don't know how you feel about auditioning now but now I can I go okay I park the car I go in I can control myself I know what the variables are mm -hmm. and I can leave when I was 20 I used to be you know almost vomiting so right Really? So yeah, so for me to get to sort of assuage that um, feeling that you're going to throw up, I, I just practice. Right. So I just said basically my eight minutes over and over and over again in the room until... And for some people that doesn't work, that can freak them mm -hmm. out. They like to be loose or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm just, it's not, um, I, I'm not good at that. So I just literally rehearsed until I went on stage, which was unfun. Um, but then there's that crazy euphoria when it's over mm -hmm. which is addictive isn't of course it? Yeah. yeah so so it was over and I hadn't fallen over I didn't I didn't want to fall or blank right those are the two things I don't want to have oh my god it on camera that I fell oh god and I don't want to blank <clears throat> yeah. but again if that's the worst that happens you'd probably get through it right like the worst would the, like the real worst would be like I hope I don't fall and die and die that would or be I hope worst. I don't fall and then like I lose my father, or I hope I don't. Like fall. by you falling, I'm yes. sorry, but the fall has now the killed fall, your father. My dad's dead. Yeah. Damn it! But and you're right. But those things do <laughs> seem like I know. But we are such good. Um, we have such good imaginations that we go. What's the worst going to happen? Well, something in the microphone is going to give me cancer. Exactly. So right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So. so that moment at JFL was like a turning point where we went, okay, I got this. Yeah. yeah, well, it felt like they've let, like, whoever the, you know, I guess it's CTV had said, okay, you can come and do this thing you've been doing in, like, at the Riv and a comedy bar. You can come and do it here on camera and we will, you know, give you a check. Yeah. So that felt like if I'm allowed to do this, that somebody thinks that there's something here. And, um, and then, yeah, and really from that moment doing that, so as much as I'm like, oh, God, stand-up gives me the heebie-jeebies, it really was the catalyst for things starting to kind of work out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did stuff um, spin from that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I went to um, that, so that tape exists in the internet. You know the internet? 
I've heard it. I yeah, yeah. I keep it's on my list. It's like um, yeah, it's like yeah. so. It's like this. Like it's like the internet. Like an ins- like a library. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like yeah, it's like a space internet. Anyway, oh I'll God. show you after. Yeah, I can't wait. Thank you. So, this, this, so it goes into the internet, and then this was mental. This is like a, this is insane. But then for real, NBC saw the tape, and we're putting together a sketch comedy um like was gonna be like the baby sister of saturday night live mm-hmm. and they did this big sort of north american search and they chose 16 people to come down and partake in this workshop and that tape like my agent it was very funny my agent at the time called and said like hey nbc called i was like <laughs> okay you know i'm a canadian tired don't be a dick like, is it <laughs> what time's the commercial she's like no 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 really and uh and then I went and did this process that was wonderful. Was that the, with Mick Napier? With Mick Napier yeah. and Mark Little. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and so we basically did this glorified workshop that turned into a pilot. Yeah. But then, you know, the the happy ending is, or the the very Hollywood ending is, then turned into nothing. So I probably came home. But that's, but but the experience was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Like, absolutely unbelievable. And and um and you know for 10 minutes i tasted what hollywood was like it was wonderful yeah, yeah. really cool and it spins into something else like yeah you know no, no opportunities have ever come from um watching a lot of netflix no right like it comes true. from taking risks and yeah. doing that stuff that makes you yeah. puke in your mouth but yeah you do, do you it. ever feel do you ever feel like you go okay i did the thing that's really scary and now I get to just rest on my laurels and it will all work out. And then and then, and then another Never. really scary thing comes. Like, oh, fuck, I here we go. I did something scary. Oh, I do it twice yes. in a month. I yes. did scary. Yes, and it just keeps going. Yeah. Yeah. So once that was done, you did you ride that for a little while, like after the workshop and stuff like that, feeling confident? Yeah, about yeah. I mean, I lamented the fact that it hadn't turned into a pilot, but I definitely had this sort of fire. Like, okay, now something real has happened. Yeah. Um, now people, you know, in Hollywood, you know, there, there was something, something exciting had happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then I think you just, you audition differently. Mm-hmm. They call it that, don't they? They call it the like post, the post booking audition. Or if you've had something really good, yeah. the next time you go and sit in front of a casting director, you're like, I don't care. And then it, and then you're so good cause you don't care that yeah. you can just really relax or enjoy it or whatever that magic is. But um, it can sometimes be really helpful, I think, to have that. So if, we could, if we could manufacture that on our own without needing the affirmation of a booking, that would be really good. But, um, yeah. yeah. But we're human. We're human. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, um, what do you do to get yourself out of slumps when you aren't booking or when you're not working? Okay. Well, if I was a good Naomi Sinekis person, That's... no, let me look, listen, I would say... I, I, in order to get inspired, I make work. I go and do something. Because you do that. You make stuff. You get creative. You create a podcast. You go and do an improv set. I don't really do anything because I'm sort of lazy. Oh, I don't think that. Okay. I don't think you're being correct. I think you're being um, self-deprecating. Okay. Well, maybe. But <laughs> I, no, I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't, I definitely don't do the thing you're supposed to do, which you do, which I want to get better at. But wait a second. What happens if that works for me, but a whole other thing works for you? Like, what's the thing that works for Emma Hunter? Because we are creative people and we want to work. Yes. So when we are not given work and we don't 
have the energy to create our, create our own work, which right. is natural. And you're being, you're saying lazy. You're letting me be lazy. I don't think it's lazy. I just think we all deal with slumps differently. Okay. So you must turn to something because otherwise you would never get out of bed in the morning. No, that's right. That's right. So you, you said you surround yourself with your buddies. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the one thing I wish I could do more of. Well, now I have a baby, so it might be different. But I I wish I could sort of spend, you know, like three or four, four hours more with each of these women that have influenced my life so much. Mm. Because I just, they all have really great ideas, and I like the way they think. And I think every time I leave, I think you know you have a great female friendship when you leave feeling fantastic about yourself because there are certain people and gender is irrelevant that will you'll two hours three hours five hours you leave and you just feel a little bit shitty and that who's that so that yeah. person is a bad also why did i just spend time with that person mean, that's not that uncommon i know that you go like that was i had a good time that was great god i gotta lose 10 pounds or yeah oh god i i thought i was doing well i guess i'm not and you, what the hell is that? And then you get these people where you leave going like, I'm a 10! Yeah. You know? And yeah. those are... So, and I'm, I'm fortunate. So I wish I could sort of give more more time to them. But, but yeah, maybe that or or reading. I think, um, like, fiction or... Yeah? Yeah, the paper or I'm addicted to CNN now, which is not great for your brain, but... do you, So do you read a full paper? No, no, less now because there's a the guy, Sam, um, Sam baby, and um, yeah. But there was a phase where I would just, I would, I just, I had this little routine where I would make a coffee and just spend like two hours because we don't do well in the mornings, do we? And um, and really just <laughs> like yeah, get that's into my, it. and by myself, yeah, alone, yeah. So maybe that's part of like yeah. getting out of slumps and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah. Because I don't think everybody. I mean, I think everybody's got a different formula for that. But I think we all have to be prepared for it because we're artists and we don't have a regular job. No, and maybe that's a that's interesting. And maybe because you said you know meditate or people will do whatever these things are. It's a way to look at how big the world is when you're feeling like the world is really um, uncomfortable for you. Mm. If you look at how big it is, it doesn't really matter. Like the newspapers, like you know this is going on in North Korea. Right. This is going on here. And meditating is about, you know, there's this whole earth and serenity, blah, blah, blah. And yoga is about pants. So you have this <laughs> sense of this ethereal, larger... Do you larger... meditate and do yoga? No. <laughs> but you have, you have I the do, pants. I do neither. And I have confidently yeah. tried both. And I cannot get out of my own head. But maybe meditation is in, like, reading the newspaper. Yeah. Like, oh, really? It's okay, too. Really, really. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I, I don't that. read the newspaper. When things are going so well for you, why do you then, how can you then have the energy to then do more? Like, put up a production at um, TIP when you already are on Mr. D and have, a, like, a, a separate thing going on with Matt and have, like, booked some sort of Christmas feature. And then you want, like, how, maybe, and also why, if I'm just honest, how and why. Like, why don't I just ride the Mr. D? Yeah. Well, like, what, like, what is that fire that so burns so much that you consistently create while creating something else? Like, it's, it's this, it's endless. That's what McNapier would say, is you have this, you, this endless capability to just keep creating. Like, where'd you get that? Who's that? McNapier has endless. He's endless. Like, I mean, he's endless. He's like, he, but he's like, like, you know, he's, yeah. He just wrote another book. 
Yeah, yeah. I yeah. So how where does I don't know. I mean, I think that comes from a level of panic too, that I don't oh. believe anything is sustainable. So I go, Mr. D is fantastic. I'm having a great time. It's not forever. Yeah. So what what's gonna happen? So and Matt Matt gets on me about like we don't have to do everything, but I'm like, that's not gonna last forever. And when everything else stops, what do you what's gonna sustain my creative needs? And you don't seem, what's interesting is you do all this stuff, but you don't seem spread too thin. And that's what's genuinely shocking. I worry about that. You, you feel that? Sometimes. Mm. Like, it doesn't seem like that at all. You seem incredibly calm, and then all these things will come <clears> out of <throat> projects you're doing. And I'm like, like well, I hung out but with her Wednesday, creative. Thursday, and like a bit on set. When did she do all that? That's my creative, like, um, I don't know, I need to be creative. Mm. Like, don't you need to be creative? Or know that there's a project you got going yes. on. Yes, no, I do. And sometimes I think I don't, and then I'll get then I'll get down. Yeah. So I worry mm-hmm. about that um, th- that edge that I might fall off of. Yeah. So I go, well, better have like a parachute ready to go. So I'll have a podcast. Like Firecrack Department is constantly inspiring me, and it's yeah. it's work, but I I'm constantly fed by it, and it's something I can also generate. Nobody right. else is telling me when. Like carousel pictures. And Grayson Matthews helped produce it, but nobody goes, hey, you have to do this. I go, I, it's on my own. Right. And when, I'm, when I can't do it, I go, I can't do it this week. They go, it's okay. So it's all on me. Right. But without it, without this kind of creative input, everything else lacks for me. Right. Don't you feel that? Like when you're doing, so when you're doing Just for Laughs, like don't you think that spins into something else? Like yeah. when you book um, like the Beaverton and then when you start doing the Air Force. Yeah. Like, you were doing other things, yeah. so your muscles were limber. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like that. And I feel like maybe the last, like, just for laughs versus now, mm-hmm. I think I was 26, 27 mm-hmm. when I did that, versus now, just for laughs, that whole, the last sort of five years of my 20s felt, you, I, you feel a little bit like you're drowning. What do you mean? Even, or drowning maybe is the wrong, but, or that you're just keeping up. You're just keeping yeah. your head above the water. That's what it is. You're treading yeah. water. So it's like you just keep going and going and going and going and going and cross your fingers and cross your fingers. And it's this like, oh, God, oh, God, please let this work out. Please, God, let this work out. And then, and now, like, I just feel this. And, and, and again, like, it could end at any minute. But I don't feel that impetus to keep fighting as much because mm. um, maybe honestly because it was so intense there for a minute. Um, yeah, that there's like a little bit, a little bit I can enjoy this yeah just you know just a little yeah yeah that's really healthy yeah if you can stop and just enjoy it enjoy it but yeah. but uh, there is this definitely this feeling of like this could end at any minute like there's that little thing always in the back you of my know head. beaverton's coming back you'll do yes. Airfars yes again yeah like hope so yeah it's great it's definitely it's um it's it's a wonderful place to live canada if you can work and I feel again very very fortunate mm-hmm. um and you meet these great people like there are great people amazing people where we live so like lucky. I don't think you have to go south to meet people who can realize you know visions and make great stuff They're it's less in LA anyway yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> but no I mean it's different visions right it's just different yeah. um projects and there's some great folks there's definitely more opportunity there's definitely more in terms yeah. of abundance it's abundant there, and it is lesser here. But um, do you think there'll be a time where you're like, I need to go? 
I think it would have happened. Yeah? Yeah, because I have a baby and I have a partner and we're not, he's not in the business. My baby right now is not in the business. I feel like he has an agent, but I'm like, um, did he do a shot in Mr. D? He did. No, no, I just made him like look into a camera. No, there was, there was, oh. Can we talk about the plot lines of Mr. D? Nobody seems to be telling me anything not to oh, speak about. Oh, okay, so. perfect. So there was a, so we, there's a baby yeah. in season seven. My baby. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know how much you were. Yeah, so your baby. So I'm like, uh, if there was one person that can definitely fully take care of my baby, yeah. Naomi Sneakers would be taught. I feel like you might be a better mother than I am to my baby. No and uh, so I was like, so Jerry's like, well, take a look at him. No. No, I mean in jest, but um, so but I they usually to, do twins. And I took him to the tanning salon. They said he was too tanned. Too tanned. Is he an orange baby? Tanned. Well, yeah, he got his teeth. Oh, he got his teeth done. Done. What are those called those uh, caps? Caps. No, they're flippers. Flippers. I got him a flipper and a wig, and I said, <laughs> did he look like Donald kid Trump? A star, and he looked so beautiful. Oh, I just wants to save the world. Um. So yeah, but then yeah, you got to get twins. And, yeah. Um, and um, I don't remember what I was saying. No, I think, uh, well, we were talking about, it's the juggling of L.A. and your... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that I think if if I'm honest, if there was going to be a real push, I think for me it probably would have happened now. And just to be totally honest with you, Naomi Sinise, okay. don't you think right now, today, it is a bit of a shit time to oh raise God. a young white guy in the USA. You don't want to... And like, I th- like, I don't want my kid to grow up there. No, He's a boy. It. It's bad. No. It is bad. I don't want to bring myself up in that country. No, I know. So, but, but you were, you figured out what's important in your... I still have blah, some learning blah. to do, though. Not from there? No. Oh, God. So, do you have any, like, big, big-time goals in your, in your vision? Okay. I don't know if this is the fire department mentality. Right. But I already... That's also the competitive podcast. Oh, that they're like all Like a firecracker department. How do I get on that? You said fire department, and we're the firecracker department. What is fire department? No, it's a competitive one. I don't talk about them. They are not I a don't great want to podcast. That no, that's terrible. The firecracker department. Yeah. So, um, in terms of, like, if, is there a larger future goal? If I am genuinely honest, everything that has happened in the last sort of two or three years has far surpassed anything I ever imagined. In that, even like jumping through a sprinkler when you're like, this is where I'm going. I'm gonna be the star of three different shows. Yes, but then, but then coming to Toronto and being 21 and probably getting rejected and working zero for five years, like that's what happened. I played Juliet and then played zero. Like couldn't be the background in a McDonald's commercial. Nothing zero, and really auditioned. Like I remember that thing. It's dead right now. The business is dead right now. People would always say that. I used to say that and hope it was true. It was a lie. Lies. It's never really real. No. Maybe Christmas and that's it. And then the person that's like, mm, I don't know, I'm kind of busy. I'm busy. Go. God, what are you doing? And so I auditioned a lot and got nothing. Like it really was a very, a very, it was awful actually, if I'm honest. It yeah. Was a, yeah. And I, and I, I was never 21? forget that feeling. 21 to 25, I did, you know, a couple of plays. Eating craft dinner. Oh, yeah. And, like, humiliate. Like, like you know, my parents are really great people. Like, you know, it's okay. But there is that feeling, and I don't know if you've ever had this or if you can remember this, but I got my first, um, I worked at Poppers, and there was a guy who was 47 who was also a waiter at Poppers, and I had, like, had 
got my waitressing um, the money belt. Yeah. And we were both like cashing out at the end of the night. And he said, so um, you're, you know, nice to meet you. And I said, yeah, yeah, I can do this for a bit. And I'm trying to do, you know, do the acting thing. And he went, oh, cool. I said, yeah. So um, what about you? He said, yeah, yeah, me too. And I thought, I'm going to, we are this, we are the same. Yeah. Him and I are the same. We are in Toronto. We work at this place. We are both trying to be actors. We're the same. Yeah. And maybe I will never get out of that. Like why, you know, why would you? And then five years of zero jobs. Yeah. And then, and then jobs. What was the first one? Um, the first one was Insecurity with Grace. Yes. In it's Regina. That we had, I talked with her. I love her. Yeah. And they, I, I got on a plane and flew to Regina and I, Tom and I were like, we, this is Hollywood. Yeah. I was like, it's a coffee machine in here. Yeah. I did not pay for that coffee machine. It was, it was so exciting. Yeah. It was so exciting. And, and so if anything, you know, can inspire somebody, because there is that feeling of you and the person across from you at a waitressing job or a whatever, we are the same and we have booked nothing. Mm-hmm. And maybe that will be forever. And that, that feels really bad. Mm-hmm. Like it's romantic now. To go, oh man! You know, right. people always tell that romantic. Oh man, I remember I was in an apartment and I had nothing to eat, and it was re- it's it's awful. Mm-hmm. Like it was not fun at all. It was not romantic at the time. There was like a definitely a self esteem, like a confidence. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then some some of us, we you just get through it. You keep going. Yeah, that's my curiosity. Is like, how do you keep going? How do you go, no, I'm, I'm, it's going to be okay. How do you keep the faith? Yeah. I mean, what people, what actors would say, you go to class, right? That's yeah. what you should do is you go to class. Um, Did you do that? No. Okay. <laughs> I know, I'm bad. No. Um, because classes, you know, can be expensive. They're expensive, And I'm yeah. sure there's a way to do it. No, it's like, it's a catch-22, right? Like you're, And I've you're been like, at, I've studied drama for four years. I should be able to book... You know, a McDonald's commercial mm-hmm. with that, for God's sake. Absolutely. And I couldn't. So yeah. what's that? And then you start to go, oh, God, maybe um, my teeth are too big or my oh, yeah. boobs are too big or I have, you know, s- shitty hands or what. You start to do that. Like, it's just this thing. Spiral. And then, and then, if you keep going, somebody goes, okay, you can be a day player on Grace's show and you can fly to Regina and do insecurity and do, like, t- like, like, Am I? I'm here for the wedding, and then you will fly you home. Right. You know, yeah. like you can do, and then and then the second that stuff starts, because it hopefully it will. Yeah. There's that rejuvenated kind of okay, maybe there's a future here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so now you don't have like a vision. Like you seem I'm like so a woman shocked. with a plan. A little I'm so bit. shocked that somebody making a podcast wants me to be on it. Like it's what consistently. Don't you go like. Yeah, of course Naomi wants to put me on her podcast. No! I was the girl at the sprinkler. Wow. That was amazing. No. no. I'm serious though. Like where did that little girl go now? I think that I think that thing for me burnt out when I came to Toronto at 21 because you just don't you just don't we, yeah. because there's okay. There's like two schools of thought, right? There's this very sort of American ideology of like you are the best you know you're the best you tell them you're the best and you never say anything else because that's what makes you successful and then there's sort of a more British school of thought which is like you're not that special right be humble work hard and cross your fingers something works out for you and then pay it forward and I'm so I just can't I'm sort of 
that's sort of more where I land. And I know that self-deprecation can be really um, not useful. But for me, I think it, for me, I think it's just the way. I just, I'm just. That's just it. It's your makeup. Yeah. Yeah, I can't sort of celebrate myself and go like, I'm not apologizing for being here. Like, it makes me want to gag. You know, it just does. Like, it <laughs> Don't just you does. think there's a fine line between like that person that's like, I'm not apologizing, and just being like, no, no, I've got something of value to offer. Yes, I think for me it just feels like that, that thing is important when you're young and it hasn't worked out. And if you're fortunate enough for it to work out, it's sort of like more of an indoor shoes versus Kanye West. Is that okay? Do you know what I mean? Like there's that, yes. that thing where it can be, or, or at least for me personally, it's just a bit more, pro- the celebration is private. Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? That makes sense. It feels like you have like that kind of private um, journey. Yeah. Like you don't do a lot of PR stuff. You don't do a lot of live stuff, but you go home and you sort of meditate on yeah. your world and you make, make that move forward. Yeah. Yeah. I like that though. Yeah. It works for you. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I think the the sooner we start finding out what works for us as opposed to going, Oh, I gotta do what she's doing or he's doing Yeah. The better off. Like it's as soon as we sort of look to ourselves for the answers. Yeah. Right? Because it's the same with like look at your folks, that's your future as far as like aging and everything else. Like as soon as you do that, then you're like, Oh, it's that's what I get as opposed to going, oh, why can't I grow up to be Emma's mother. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so now with the, like you have three shows going on. Like that's... I just burped. That's, you're welcome to do okay. that. Yeah. But you have three shows going on in Canada. Yeah. And so do you even see, like do you even think past that? Um, I mean, yeah. Is that satisfying enough? Hmm... Um, no. no, no, I guess if I'm honest, yeah. I've had a bit of wine now. No, like I definitely think that I can do, um, better. I don't mean that, um, better than the show. I mean that I personally can maybe, um, be a little bit more challenging with the work or push the boundaries more or, you know, keep things moving a little bit. But I definitely think that, um, that feeling of going from one gig to another gig that are different is something I would just, I, I wish that every young actress could have that for a moment in their life. And it doesn't matter the scale of it, but just feeling um, like really valued mm-hmm. and feeling like just that people think you're good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's, it's, um, I just think of that juxtaposed with this like, you know, five years of zero and going, oh my God, this, maybe. I'm maybe I'm really untalented and maybe and maybe Naomi maybe I still am now and I've managed to convince everybody but that feeling of oh no no I'm bad I thought I was I'm bad yeah you know and I'm delusional I'm like her or him and I'm sure um you have come into contact in your uh, very sort of fruitful career with people that maybe I'm not very talented and if you can remember going back to being that age and going like you are not good and we are the same, mm. which means maybe I am not good at this. Mm-hmm. And this is an awful feeling mm-hmm. versus feeling now like just that little bit of validation that, no, there's something here. Um, what's your, I, I always try to wrap it up with inspirational things. Like, what are you reading that's inspiring? Oh. Do you have any books in I'm your... reading 15 Dogs. What's that? It's, um, 
It's an amazing book. It's by a Canadian author. It's uh, it's not it's not necessarily inspiring. It's literally about dogs that become sentient in downtown Toronto. It's amazing. It's okay. really interesting. It's inspiring. Um, yeah, it was in Canada. Reads. Okay. Let's see. Um, uh, what are you reading? I just oh this is I just read last year Brave New World, which is a little bit embarrassing because most people read it in high school and I had never read it. And um, Adolf Huxley. Girl. Oh no, I haven't read it. I it's just knew it. It just came it's to me in the fascinating. Version. So it's sort of like this brother or sister to 1984, and then also Handmaid's Tale. Like usually in grade whatever ten, yeah. you read 80, 84 Handmaid's Tale or this. Yeah. So I read it, and it is, it's pretty dark. Yeah. It's really dark. It's interesting, like the way these people, you know. Anyway, it's a very sort of um, sad view of what the future could be now. We'll bring up the end of this. Okay. There is a spin studio in Halifax, Brave New World. What about shows? Are you watching anything that you're inspired by? Um, I watched Handmaid's Tale with our friend Amanda. Yes. Um, she's so she's good. She's so good. She's so good. And do you love that show? I love that show. If there's a show that you would like to be on, and you're on most of the Canadian shows, which would the show be? Okay. Could it be in the past and I'm... Um, yeah. And it doesn't have to be Canadian. Okay, Perfect. I would like to be Manuel on Faulty Towers. <laughs> I love that. And I don't see why that shouldn't happen for the we remake. Vanilla Scales. I love it. And then maybe Matt can be... Oh my god, that's fantastic. <laughs> I'd like to be John Cleese and Matt can be the And Matt can be lady. Polly. Polly. Or Prunella Scales and be Sybil. Sybil. Yeah. Uh, what about music? You do you do a lot of music in your household? Um, my husband likes music very much. He plays guitar. Oh. Um, do you play? I don't, but also Andrew Johnson, my friend, who is an amazing producer. Yeah. And um, did Bitch Salad Bitch every salad. year. Pride always makes jokes about straight white guys who play guitar. So now I'm sort of sensitive. About what does he say? Because it, whenever Matt plays a guitar, I'm like, your stock just went up. Well, I know, and he sort of he says that, but he does it from the opposite, where like. Um, maybe not the Matt of your life, but maybe an ex-boyfriend who you didn't really like is like, yo, girl, I'm just going to grab my guitar, no. and then you want to die, no. and so that always makes me laugh now. As soon as you start calling me yo, girl, that's right, when I right. start You're like, it's not the guitar, die. it's that. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, so he's quite musical, and he loves music. And I like music, but I'm, I'm really not a good singer. Do you have any, like, a skill that you're like, I gotta learn how to do that? I think I should, I wish I could play the fiddle. What? Is that not the coolest thing ever? By the ocean. You can just do that, and then you're good. Uh, okay, here's my final question to you: is um, like a words of wisdom kind of thing. Do you have anything that you like is a self mantra or something that you would put out there to somebody to inspire them? Oh, that's so nice that you do this. Um, I think I would do the LGBT thing. That if you if you want to do this for your life and you feel like you're bad, it gets better. Mm. It really gets better. And if it, if it, it just, it gets better. Auditions get better. Practicing gets better. Memorizing gets better. Self tapes get better. It get, the whole thing gets better and easier and more accessible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Canada's a good place to do it. Mm -hmm. We have a good community. I like all that. Is that good? That's, it was, you were right. Was that good? That was the right answer. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's that's tricky because people uh, it, it's it, it's not easy to give up, but 
sometimes it's the answer, right? You're like, oh, F it, I'm just going to give up. I know, and I don't want to say, I never want to say don't give up no matter what because I think yeah, that's Yeah, because sometimes wrong. giving up is good. Yeah, like I hate that thing that they say, you know, no matter what, if you work hard enough, your dreams will come true. That's such a bunch of horse shit. Like what about the chicken shopper's drug mart who works 12-hour shifts at the cash and wants to be a singer and then it doesn't work out at 40? And then it's her fault because she didn't work hard enough? Like it's just... You know, yeah. just, it gets better. Do your best. It's okay. But not even in career, like in life, too. Like, yeah. Like, like some people work really hard, and then the thing doesn't happen. So I yeah. just, you know, I want to be so careful with the way I say that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, I know, it's okay to give up, too, sometimes. Yeah, right? because or maybe even it's, it's not even giving up, no, right? Giving Change up. direction. Yeah, change New your path. lane. Like, regroup, Did reset. you ever think you might choose a different lane? Yes. What did you think? I for did? sure never thought this was going to work out. Honestly. Yeah. I really, like... I thought I will audition for eight years, eat shit, and then go into real estate. Like, that's just what's going to happen. Would you do real estate? I don't think I'd be good at it. I think, but I really like Thank God. Houses. Are you good at, ha- like, setting up houses and stuff like no, that? No. I, well, I like... I like reef... I like buying things from Goodwill and painting them. I really do. I really like... I like yeah. the lighting fixtures and, like, that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, I thought it's a logical... Yeah. ...place to fall. If Could you do that for a lifetime? Oh, no. It probably ends up being kind of vacuous. But, but <laughs> you know, it was going to be plan B for plan was A. Was it really plan B? Um, there, well, there was never a, a hard fallback plan, yeah. uh, but but I, def- I definitely thought I would likely have to choose to, to, to do something else. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. But, um, but no, there's definitely been a couple times when people go, uh, you know, somebody somewhere has said, oh, I know, I, you're nice or something. Like yeah. There was a girl at Murphy's, yeah. this restaurant here, and she said, can I ask you a question? I said, yeah. I said, is your name Emma? And I said, yeah. And she said, oh, you seem so nice. And, um, you know, I told her to go fuck herself. Yeah, good for I you. Yeah, Get away your from distance. my son. Oh, yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. And, uh, That's yeah. good. That's a good persona to put out there for sure. Yeah. Was L.A. hard for you? You said it was dark times. I've done two pilot seasons properly. And then I lived there for, on and off for three months in 2013, 2014 when I did that NBC show. Yeah. Um, and I think I have a love-hate relationship with Los Angeles because when it's good... It's the best. Yeah. And when it's bad, it's the darkest, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's the only time in my life I have been desperately lonely. Right. Yeah. The last pilot season in uh, 2016 that I did um, was just desperately lonely. Like, it's Saturday and there there is no one to call because I don't know anybody there. Like, it was, it was, it was a very solitary experience, which... As an only child, I'm, I'm good at being alone. I'm mm-hmm. on my own, you know, I was on my own most of my life, so it was good. But that felt like a cacophony of how silent it was. Yeah, yeah. and it was hard. It's also hard to reach out in LA because yeah. you aren't like there are actually people around. Like you don't have to be lonely, but it's no. the energy it takes to go. And then when you and go, I'm bad at that. Yeah, but also you have to choose the right person to hang out if you're lonely, right? Because if you hang yeah. out with somebody that goes. That makes it worse. Yeah, and there, there really is that really fast sixty. You know, so who, who is your rep? Who, uh, what shows are you doing? Have you got any calls? Did you get a call back? And I just, I just, at this phase in my life, I don't care. I really don't. I don't. I don't care what you've gone out for. If you got it for the same thing, if because 
I mean, it's so, it doesn't matter, does no. it? It's the least interesting thing, yeah. I think. It really is. Because either you have or you have it, it's your own beeswax. And if you get it, I'll hear it, you know? And you don't really want to know for your own psyche, too. Like, no. if you say, like, oh, what have you been doing these days? And they start, and you're like, oh, I don't want to know. Like, it's not helping my... No. Yeah. No. Yeah, because I remember I saw you. Remember we saw each other in front of UCB? And you were with your buddies. And I was like, oh, she's doing great. And, no. it, and it was just like this weird, like, I know, we all have different personas of each other. No. Um, and it, well, it's not, it wasn't like, no, I'm not doing great. But I just think that... Um, you know, there's this notion that you'll land in Hollywood and you see the palm trees and then it's going to be beaches and parties and a luau yeah. and then um, yeah, then you're on a set somewhere. And um, and then, uh, but a, I think a lot of it is driving into like a lot and not knowing where to park. I know. And, and, and then, and then consistently not getting a call and then, but, but I don't know if you found this, I will say this, that the scripts you get are so plentiful and yeah. there's so many that are so good and I yeah. found that sh- consistently shocking yeah. the amount of scripts you get when you audition that are really really good yeah that's exciting and you don't have to go how am I going to make this funny no or like oh I wish you know this is definitely not a role because there's so many roles and so many scripts they're all so good yeah and they just come pouring in I think do you ever think of the lives you could have lived what do you mean well Sometimes I think if I could have a bunch of different lives, one of them, it would have been the 70s and I would have gone to New York and really enjoyed being unsuccessful and dancing. Like just an unsuccessful New York dancer, I think I would have really liked that. Red lips, leotards, go to the dance studio, right. you know, sweat, sweat. Yeah, like I think that would have put a towel around put a towel and go like, get a coffee. One day, honey. Yeah. yeah, and then you have like your those friend. are my leg warmers. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you get like a <laughs> shitty perm, and like I think that would have been. I really would have loved that. And then I also think of honestly what Los Angeles would have been if I hadn't gone to Queens. If I, you know, could have. Skipped all of that and just like t- like at eighteen gone. I mean, I probably would have been a crackhead and now I would you know be in rehab. Yeah, I think I feel like you're you're hitting a stride right now in your career, but I don't even think you know what's coming up. Like I think there's oh, big things coming up. That's really nice. I remember seeing you on stage and something, and I remember going, "Oh, she's a star." No. Yeah. Get out of here. She's a girl that can leap over sprinklers really well. A lot of height. A lot of height. Air points her toes nicely. The water gets enough water on her body, but not too much. Exactly. Yeah, she does get, it well. You get over before it even catches your back. I feel very lucky to have you in my life. Now, I uh, I I think that Mr. D has brought two friends together. That's I what it. I think. Yeah. Thanks no, for that's good. Thanks for taking the time for this. Thanks for doing a podcast that inspires women. Oh, I could have talked to her all day. Honestly, it was, that's probably one of the longest interviews I've done because we couldn't stop talking. But we had to. Her boobs were getting big. Uh, Go follow her. Go follow the heck out of this one. Uh, Her Twitter handle is at Emma Huntress. And um, you know what we'll do is we'll put some clips from Beaverton. Maybe we'll find some stuff from Mr. D on our website. Um, But share the heck out of this, would ya? Because she's a dynamo. I love Emma Hunter so much. I know you all do too. I haven't heard one person say one bad thing. Nope, never. I was going to make a joke, but I've never heard anybody say anything bad about her. Uh, Now share this podcast, please. It helps us so much develop and grow our community if you would share this with one person and say, hey, I just heard 
this great interview with Emma Hunter. I bet you'd love it too, because she's fantastic. Or go to the iTunes and um, maybe write a comment or subscribe. All those things help us so much uh, to develop our community and to develop the department. And you're part of the department too. So if you want to get that good parking space, you got to help out. You just got to. All right, everybody, at Firecracker Department, that's Firecracker D-E-P-T, that's Instagram and Twitter. My name's Naomi Sneekas. See you next time on the Firecracker Department. Bye, everyone.